As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! Hey, welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. Let me start off by welcoming my co-host for these deep dives. I'm Chad. And I'm Chris. All right, and Chris, you have once again won our monthly poll. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> And I'll say, before we get into it, just make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode as we will reveal our poll selections for next month and also be announcing a change to the format of the show. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned to hear that. But for now, Chris, you I don't think you intentionally did this, but you did something pretty awesome here because this movie actually came out March 13th, 1992. So we are celebrating the we are 30th, 30th anniversary. Yeah. 30th anniversary of my cousin Vinny. Not since Perry Mason has a lawyer been so daring. Counselor. Not since General Custer. Remember for murder. Has an outcome been so clear. Try him. They needed the best. How long have you been practicing? Almost six weeks. Whoa! What they got was... The two Utes. Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. My Cousin Vinny. What is a Ute? Rated R. And you know what's kind of funny? I wasn't even thinking about that. I didn't think you I, were. No. I, that's me. That's a me I thing. I wasn't even thinking do. about it. But <laughs> it wasn't until I was kind of reading about it. I was like, oh, it it's come out <laughs> almost 30 years ago. And then, yeah. <laughs> And Chad, your Conan the Barbarian from last month was coming. It's coming up on 48 years in May. So 48 almost years, 40 years, 40 years. Oh, 40. I was about to say, I, was like, I know the movie ain't that old. <laughs> old enough. Though, like, Chad. Man, old enough. Arnold Schwarzenegger's older than he says he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, back to my cousin. Vinny. This movie comes with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 86% and an audience score of 87%. So they're very much in line with each other. So and yeah. both. Both good scores. Came with a budget of eleven million. Any guesses on what what this movie made? Uh, I think I remember from a while back. I think it made some around forty or fifty million in the box office, something like that. Chris, what's your guess? I I know it had to do pretty good. I thought, but I don't know. Maybe sixty. Let's say sixty. Chris got closer with sixty-four million. So oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Almost six times budget. Definitely a definitely a successful little turn there for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could tell like it's it looked like really kind of a small movie, not anything that was huge, but it's just it was a good story and right great performances. I think all their budget went into went into making the courtroom set. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Possibly. It was a really nice set. Yeah. Could be. All right. So we get Joe Pesci as Vinny Gambini, Marissa Tomei in an Oscar-winning role as Mona Lisa Vito. Miss Vito. <laughs> I have to say, Josh, you sound kind of funny there because at first I thought you were like, we got QPC. I wasn't sure if like and Josh was <laughs> getting ready to yawn and he was just trying to keep it or something like Ralph Macchio is 
Bill Gambini, Mitchell Whitfield as his friend Stan, and of course I had to put Fred Gwynn as the judge. I don't actually know the judge's name. I just listed him as judge the whole time. Oh, uh, it started with an H. Um, was it Holler? Judge Holler, Holler right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This movie was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who directed Clue, Nuns on the Run. I didn't write down anything else. I know there was some more stuff. And I learned that he's also, he has a law degree. Yes. To the director. Yes, so yeah. you know, the movie often gets praised a lot for its uh, legal legal court court proceedings yep. and stuff. Yeah, and it's actually shown in uh, law schools. Yeah, they actually show it in mm-hmm. law schools. <laughs> yeah, and I'll give a plug to another podcast, the Screen Draft Podcast. Recently, did a uh, movies basically in courtrooms, and nice. I can definitely tell you, my cousin Vinny gets brought up there, and one of the drafters was actually. Larry Verner, who us horror fans know as Shelly from Friday 13th Part 3. So he's on there. Oh, so cool. okay. definitely go check that out. All right. Yeah, so I know, get... like, uh, it's just a picture I know Jonathan Lynn, he insisted that a lot of the legal talk right. and a lot of the procedure was based on reality. So, and actually, I found out too, there's a part where, uh, oh my God, the guy who was the defense attorney. In the movie, I forget his name now. No, but I know it was Trotter. That's Trotter, it, Mr. Yeah. Trotter. He was examining, you know, that one witness, the mm-hmm. automotive witness, and there's a part of their conversation that they actually took from a real life court talk that happened, an mm-hmm. exchange that happened. It was particularly the part like where he was asking about, um, you know what kind of machine do you really have uh, in order to determine this Packard flame analysis yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like is that thing turbocharged and then he's like only on the floor models only that models. was real life banter that happened in a real court case so they oh actually, wow okay uh, yeah my favorite part of that whole examination thing, he's like and what were your conclusions he's like they were identical he's like ah identical <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way that actor like does his emphasis on me and Chad. Oh my god, we will say that a lot. That's one of those quotes that we will say to each other. It's just so stupid, but it's memorable because it's just funny the way he does it. Okay, well, so anyway, we'll get there. You guys, you guys grew up watching this movie because I remember you guys having this on VHS when we were little. Oh yeah, Yeah. my dad was a big fan of it, and then he kind of turned my brother and I onto it when we were kids. Okay, I think. They may have like rented it at first because you know it took forever for movies to come out on VHS back in the day, but you could go and rent them for the longest time. And so, I think when this movie was still pretty popular there and it's already come out now on for rental VHS and all that stuff, I think he rented it and we Mm. saw gosh, one night as a family and we were just all laughing our asses off on it, yeah. Yeah, I remember you guys. As a kid, it's still great now. Yeah, it's even better now. Yeah, yeah. This was my first time watching this. I'd never seen this. Really? No way. Um, (laughs) This was your first time. I've never seen this. Josh, the listeners are going to crucify you for this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it is amazing. It's amazing. It's a great movie. It's amazing how Josh has missed out on so many of these movies that (laughs) I keep hearing him going like this. The first time I'm seeing, I'm like. Josh, where the hell have you been? <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm surprised you've gone this long without watching it. Well, Chris, luckily wow. I can blame you because we've known each other since this movie came out. So, 
Well, you would think he would have saw it with us at some point, even on DVD or whatever. No, definitely not on DVD. Out. I do remember you having it on VHS, but I we never yeah. watched it. So, wow, that's so surprising. Let's get into it. We start off. We get, we see these two guys driving a convertible, and we notice they have New York license plate, and they're crossing the line into Alabama. We get a shot of the back car, backseat of the car, showing that they have a college handbook. So we know these must be some college kids. And then as they're going down the road, they get behind a, a log truck. And I was like, oh, these guys must have seen Final Destination 2 a little early. Because <laughs> <laughs> they went ahead and got around quick. They, <laughs> they did. Were, mm-hmm. They were like, oh, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't trust being behind those things. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we go. They're stopping off at the convenience store. They need some gas. They want to stock up on some snacks. The sack of suds, which is a real place in Georgia where they filmed this. And I think it's I, like still around. Actually, I think it's not now. Oh, it's not uh, now. I don't think it is. I think uh, somebody from Georgia comment below. Oh, crap. I had to look. Again. <laughs> let us know. I have to check my trivia. Settle this debate. Yeah. Okay. Because I uh, thought there were some of the other locations that are not around now. But Josh may be right. Maybe the sack of suds is what's still around. But I think the motel that they were in is right. no longer there. And they filmed in Georgia instead of really Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely filmed in Georgia. I knew I definitely saw that. And of course, we know these two guys are Ralph Macchio and I forget the actor who plays Stan Rothenstein, not Rothenstein. Yeah. What happens later on in the movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and actually, what I found out while I was doing some trivia is that the Rothenstein name comes up again. And another Joe Pesci movie, I think, uh, Casino, because oh, okay. De Niro, I think his character's name was was Rothenstein. We see them; they're they tell they're college kids because they're trying to buy as cheap as they can. They're buying like yes. a whole bunch of tuna, which of course comes into big uh, play because which kind of makes me worried for them with some of the stuff that were, like, I'm sitting there going, no, 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 don't one. I think was it Ralph Macchio that was also getting the hot dog, and I'm like. Mm-mm. Don't get no, the gas no, station not, hot dog. Not gas station Mm-mm. hot dog. Don't go with the gas station tuna. <laughs> no, no. Just stick. But with, he also like stick with f- the chips and the ding dongs and Rothstein. <laughs> didn't he want the beans or whatever? And he's like, beans make you fat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we'll drive with the top off or yeah, the top. Yeah, like, we'll just put the top down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I looked up. The sack of studs is still open and called that, but the awesome. three hotels are closed. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're buying the cheap stuff. They they leave out. Bill steals the can of tuna. Oh, but I will say the funny part too with that when they were checking out, I forgot the guy filled up the the slushy, but he didn't fill it all the way up. It's just not even really much of a slushy. And he's like, "All right, all." He's, and then he says like, "So you got like the chips, the such and such." He's like, "And the slushy is all a dollar seventy six." I'm like, "Damn, a dollar seventy six just for all of that?" Okay. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, can you fill this up? You know, it sounds like something that, I don't know, a Karen would probably say. A going. Karen? Yeah. <laughs> you fill it all of the way to the top, please. But granted, <laughs> in his situation, I totally understand because it wasn't even barely near the top. Yeah, I was like, he had only filled it like halfway. Like, that was pretty pretty shady, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, asshole. Fill I should put his down. Karen hat on. Again, <laughs> I don't even know if I would get the slushy either. I would just... I'll stick with the basics. <laughs> just <laughs> pre-packaged stuff. Yeah, just pre-packaged <clears throat> stuff is all you got to stick with. <laughs> you want to be safe. So but they like, le- not like the fresh stuff. Just yeah. 
Frost. I don't know, the hot dog Sorry, thing Josh. got me worried. Yeah, I know. I'm just I couldn't help but think I was like, ooh, he's gonna get the hot dog, he's gonna get sick or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they leave out, and of course they're driving, and what happens? A cop pulls them over. But oh, but is, they found the can though, right? Yeah, but they found the can of tuna, right? No, the bean or was it the beans? I think it was, it was a tuna. tuna. It was, it was a tuna, tuna can that he, he's like, Oh man, I forgot to pay for this. He accidentally yeah. stole. Yeah, I said he left out still in the tuna. Yeah, he had put it in his pocket to hold on and forgot to pay for it. Yeah. And that's, of course, why he thinks these cops are after him over this little can of tuna. <laughs> Which this would be uh, very, very extreme because he gets out, a cop gets out and immediately pulls the gun at him. Like, hands on your head. I'm right. like, oh, my goodness. And they're like, all that for a can over, of tuna? Over a can of tuna? What? <laughs> I mean, you know what? People have been shot by police for less. Well, and then on top of that, you would sit there and think that back in that shop, that shopkeeper or whatever, he would have sat there and go, you're going to pay for that can of tuna if you actually saw it. Very I true. don't think he even cared, Very considering yeah. how he didn't care about the slushy. That's true. But what we find out in this next scene at the police station is that that guy at the convenience store was actually shot right around the time they right. left. And then the weird thing is there was no money in hardly, I don't think there was any money in the drawer. When they were paying for their stuff. No, it didn't look like it. And so whoever robbed him and shot him or whatever, they got away with like, away with like maybe like something. less than five dollars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sucks to think about that guy losing his life for over five dollars. So we'll get Bill. He's talking to the sheriff, and the sheriff's like, So you're saying you did it? And Bill's agreeing because he thinks this whole thing is about a can of tuna. He has no yep. idea. He we he hasn't learned yet that they're talking about someone being shot, which is kind of the fault in the police, too. Because yeah. you would think that they would have said they something. have to advise them why they're arrested and everything. So but anyway, <laughs> we wouldn't have a plot, we wouldn't have a movie if this didn't <laughs> right. happen. So but right. I could see that happening in real life, True. Too, so true right and then he's signing these documents saying yeah he'll admit he'll release a statement all this and then we cut the stand and he's like i mean yeah he told me about it he's like so you you were doing aiding and abetting so you knew about this of course he's thinking the tune as well none of them they're not telling them what they're framing their i say framing they're not telling them what they're charging them with yep (laughs) exactly well, framing in this case works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a way. But then finally, he's like, "So you're saying you shot him?" And and Bill, his character's like, "I shot him." Like he's questioning it, but he's saying the statement. So they're like, "Yeah, you shot him. I shot him. I shot the clerk." <laughs> I yeah, the clerk. I, yeah, you're right. I, I, <laughs> I shot the clerk. So you shot the clerk. I, I shot, shot the, the clerk. clerk. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, okay, he admitted it. And then it finally clicked. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> now you make me want to see Keanu play that role. Whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> I shot the clerk. <laughs> well, I mean, just to think too, honestly, like Ralph Macchio was like 29 or 30 when this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves would have been young enough to play the college play age. The character yeah yeah you're right you're right about that so of course now we get what what typically happens you got to make those phone calls and of course stan is saying look we need to find a great attorney we got to get someone that can get us out of this and bill's like i know what to do i'll call my mom yeah <laughs> Way up in new york I mean, when they're in Alabama. mama knows best yes <laughs> looks like mama's wrong again 
And, and Bill's well, if anyone's going to have a connection to lawyers, and it's probably going to be your parents. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. Although I don't think that's what his mind, where his mind was going when no. he called his mom. But he's saying that he thinks they're being set up for some reason. They don't know why. Stan's, of course, saying that he thinks they're part of the clan and they're inbred and sleeping with their sister <laughs> yeah. around this town. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and all the police are just sitting there hearing them. They stop for a second. They're like, "Excuse me," and he's in there. Uh, not y'all or something. Not y'all. <laughs> yeah, not you. <laughs> or then, sorry. I think then, that's what he said. Yeah, but then of course we learn that there is an attorney in the family, and we get the title of the movie. My cousin Vinny. He's like, Oh, we got a who is it? My cousin Vinny. That's right. And then of course we get the rock and roll music. <laughs> that like 50s Billy, yes Billy, yeah uh, <laughs> rockabilly type music and they're in their car driving too <laughs> yep. pull, oh my god this was such a great introduction too because what a way to showcase these characters as like fish out of water yeah and especially the way they were dressed you know with all the leather and the, the dark clothes <laughs> and you know and the sunglasses yeah the sunglasses going on yeah yeah and i love where of course you know, we see Joe Pesci and all stuff, but then we also see Marissa Tomei, who is Mona Lisa Vito or Lisa, mm-hmm. she's called in the movie. Mayor Lisa, yeah. And I love when she comes out and she's got the pink camera. The one yep. thing that's really is colorful on her at the beginning. And she's like, I wonder how their Chinese food is. I just, I love how she just, <laughs> her accent is so good. She does a great job for this movie. So now we have met Vinny and Lisa. So it's time for us to get into our oh, who could have but been. But important who. part. Yeah, before you do that, important part to take notice. She says something about the car, you know, because they were checking the car when they first parked in there. So she was like, you might want to check. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The such and such. So that kind of gave you that little bit of info about yeah, Lisa that you sort of really forget yeah. until later. And you're like, oh, no wonder. And that's the great thing about this movie, too is that it'll tell you things and it shows you things, especially with Vinny. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why when we get to there. But I thought I was sitting there looking at the movie and kind of analyzing it a little bit more when we were watching it. And I was like, man, there's a lot of kind of like... They sort of drop a little Somewhat little foreshadowing. And then the next scene, you're like, oh, now they're showing Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, it's really interesting. All right, so let's get into who could have been who. Oh, this is interesting too. I saw the trivia for this. (laughs) It's all some of these names. Yep. Yep. So Jim Belushi, I think they said he went on some radio show and said that he turned down the role of Vinny. He regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> he well, said he I'm... regrets it. <laughs> but then I sit there and go, can you imagine Jim Belushi? Yeah, in this role? It's so weird to think about or any other actor for that matter. Right. Andrew Dice Clay said it was supposed to be his role. He was going to be yep. Vinny until... The Adventures of Ford Fairlane came out and the movie tanked and they were like, no, 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 we're not going to go with you. <laughs> yeah, I can't find- remember if this was a part two where he was kind of canceled at the time. Uh, if I remember I as well. Oh, I I there, was a, there was something that he did in his career. I forget. That was so controversial and he sort of got canceled back then too. Damn, I'm not positive. I know when I read it, it made it sound like it was because that movie he did have came out and tanked, so... Yeah, family movie tank. Yeah. Apparently, Danny DeVito and John Lovitz were both considered. I know. <laughs> 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 nice. Oh man, I was sitting here just all of a sudden had the image of John Lovitz yeah. on Joe Pesci's body. 
you know, just because of the jacket and the shirt. And I'm just imagining his face for a moment. But man, he just wouldn't have had the Spitfire. Yeah, that Joe, like the Joe, uh, that Joe Pesci has because you know, like yeah. he's not afraid to just like, yeah, I'll kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and actually stand a chance. Yeah. But no, and no offense to John. <laughs> but you know he's getting his ass. But it's <laughs> but it's hard to imagine him doing like, yeah, I'll kick your ass here. I just don't see that from him. You can't pull it off, Chris. <laughs> no, I, I just can't see that. It's hard because, like, I think of what was that movie that he he did in the nineties, like the High School High, where they oh. sort of parody. Oh yeah, yeah. The Michelle called? Pfeiffer movie. Was it called High School High? Was it High School High? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what, what it's called. Movie. I never watched it though, so I don't know. Oh, it. oh my god, that like kind of rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I totally feel you there. I just. I can't imagine him in that sort of yeah. And it's like League of Their Own. I kind of imagine him in that kind of character wise too, or you know, <laughs> he would just say wisecracking things, but not really do anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, and Joe and Pesci, then, you can yeah. definitely buy because he's coming off Goodfellas after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he just won the Oscar. Ooh, which by the way, yep, uh, he won the Oscar, and then he brings the Oscar to the set to show everyone. And then I'm sitting there thinking. Well, that must have been some good luck on Marissa Tomei because maybe she kind of like kind of like rubbing Buddha's belly. Maybe in this case, it was... why did he bring it to set though? Was it like a power move? No, something? I think it was just to show people like, oh, hey, you know, because I think everyone was happy for him mm-hmm. when he was making the movie, and he just happened to bring it to oh, show okay. everybody. Yeah, because like trying to do like a power move. No, like, no, because no, the, the ceremony the happened movie. while they were filming. So I got just, you. yeah, yeah, because I thought about that. I was like, I wonder if Marissa Tomei took it to her next movie. <laughs> Try to give that rub to someone else. That she should have took hers to the next movie and see if that trend could continue. If you take mm. your Oscar to the movie, someone else will win an Oscar. Yeah, because it must have gave a little bit of power there to be like, oh, by the way, here you. Because like Marissa Tomei at that time, she was like, like she had a long of career. Like a she was really world. yeah, she's fresh off a different world. She was only there for one season um, when that spun off from the Cosby Show in the early nineties. So. Then, because she was like 27 at the yeah, time when the film really was young. made, and yeah. I know Joe Pesci was in, I think, his late 40s. Yeah, I got so, that down later. When they talk about a certain conversation. I have their ages. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but back to the people. We got Lorraine Bracco declined the role of Lisa. I can't imagine her in that one either. Even mm-hmm. though I know she was in Goodfellas. She was in Goodfellas. She was in The Sopranos. Yeah. And of course, the movie I watched her the most in as a kid, Radio Flyer. She was the bomb. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. It's just weird because now I'm sitting there thinking, okay, Lorraine Bracco doing the scenes like my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> my niece of uh, my, my niece, niece, my sister, daughter, daughter of my sister yeah. <laughs> is meanwhile getting married <laughs> before me. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just hard to imagine Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, hers is hers would always that. be a serious delivery, and I don't think you'd have any yeah. of that yeah. comedic timing with her for it. All right, Debbie Mazar was considered. Okay, for the role. I could probably see that a little bit, but I think she. Well, I don't know. She was young too. She was like in her, I think maybe early thirties mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> but she had. She always. She was always an actress that had interesting eyes, kind of like a Meg yep. Foster thing with her eyes of sorts. But she had that. She could pull up that New York accent really well too. So I don't know. But again, Marissa Tomei just kind of took it out of the ballpark so i, I mean know. obviously she won the oscar for it so obviously she yeah. did exactly what was needed so i don't think you can recast her on this so i don't think it so becomes either. a lesser movie 
And then she cast Coco Peru in this role. <laughs> so she, she's from the Bronx. She could pull off that accent. Apparently, I don't know. Like I said, some of these I never know how true they are. Apparently, Will Smith auditioned for the role of Stan as the friend. I mean, it would have been that would have been weird too. Yeah, I heard heard that one. Now I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, so we got the Fresh Prince as as Stan. That would have been yeah. But I don't know if him and Ralph Macchio would have had that kind of chemistry. And the role is a little bit subdued for it is the, yeah for what he was doing the, the charisma time. that Will Smith yeah. has. It, I just it, yeah. And then our last one is Christopher Lloyd being considered for the role of Judge Holler. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I bet he probably that. he probably would have done a good job. Mm-hmm. However, the great thing about Fred Gwynn's casting is that because that he was six five in real life, he it he made him imposing. that imposing mm-hmm. and kind of. Uh, you would be intimidated. He had that mm-hmm. intimidation factor too as this character. I don't know if um, Christopher Lloyd would have been able to, uh, maybe, but I don't know. There's just something about the way, like even Fred, uh, his his voice. Yeah, he has that very deep, you know, baritone. and he was able to pull off that kind of Southern accent really. Like you just would not want to piss him off. I would be afraid of pissing him <laughs> off. So, I mean, he's Herman Munster. I mean, of course you would. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, Christopher Lloyd was a good consideration, but Fred Gwynn, I think, was... Yeah. They made the perfect choice for that one. I, I agree. I agree. All right, so now I have it back, like when you said, when they're getting there and she gets out, and, of course, he's telling her that she sticks out, and he fits in because he wears <laughs> cowboy boots. Yeah. Like, mm, it takes a little bit more than that <laughs> to fit in with this crowd, but okay. And, man, what was it? She's like, and... Oh, man, what did she say to him? Like, and who are you? who the fuck do you think you are or something like that something yeah yeah and i just thought like one of the things that's interesting in this movie is the way that sometimes they talk to each other which <laughs> seems sometimes a little harsh i right. was going man i couldn't sit there it's and abrasive y'all say that to <laughs> my part it's a little hard going there <laughs> and, and hey chris i have what you're talking about the cop is telling them that they have mud in their tires it's something that happens down there that's right. And yes. Vinny turns and asks Lisa if she's ever heard of that. Because you can tell she knows everything about cars, which we they sprinkle it not just here, they sprinkle it throughout the movie about mm-hmm. her knowledge yeah, of cars. Yeah. The, so. There's also the plumbing part in the hotel. The plumbing part in the hotel, yeah. yeah. And the cop just laughs and walk off because haha, how could a woman possibly know about cars? Yeah. Then we Sex cut to much. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Alabama, unfortunately. Sorry, but I mean, or it happens in a small town too. like them, probably. Yeah. yeah, it happens where I'm at too, so I can't even say anything. So we get Bill and Stan; they're getting and they're getting their own cell. So at least they're getting to be together. Of course, Stan's like, "Yeah, but what if they put someone else in here? I don't want to be Bubba's sex slave." Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's the funny part is that they both are going to jail here. They're going into this cell, and the one thing he's worried about is being raped. Yeah, and it's like. Dude, you're in a small town. I would be more concerned about like, they think I killed somebody. I need to convince them that I didn't kill somebody. I don't know. I just feel like, don't worry about that. That ain't, you're not sure where you're at. Like, it doesn't look like that's probably going to happen for you. It's a small, really small town you're in. You're probably the biggest killer that they've ever had right now. Even though technically it's the most exciting things happened there since the town's founded. <laughs> probably. Yeah, their their prison's probably full of a bunch of 
dads who don't pay child support and shit exactly. like that. Exactly. Yep. Their wives or, are domestic violence people. Yep, yeah. Or Bubble Ray who goes and steals people's gas to drink it or something. Well, well, that's who Bubba. he's worried about, Chris Bubba. <laughs> Bubble Ray, yeah. Oh, but this next scene. Oh my god. I, I had to pause this. I was laughing so damn hard <laughs> at this next scene. So Bill is up there sleeping when Vinny comes because stands up yes. and he's worried. <laughs> and Vinny's talking. <laughs> And he's saying shit like, look, man, you're going to get fucked one way or the other. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, look, you need to be grateful. It's your ass, not mine. So of course, like, you should be on your knees. You they, on your knees. Think, <laughs> I got that. You should be down on your fucking knees. Yeah. And Stan's like standing. I think obviously he's thinking it's this Bubba character that's coming. Like, yeah. Uh-uh, there ain't no way in hell I'm jerking you off. <laughs> it's like, look, it's either me or them. You're getting fucked one way or the other. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lighten up, okay? Don't worry, I'm gonna help you. <sighs> Gee, thanks. Excuse me, but I think a modicum of gratitude would not be out of line here. You think I should be grateful? Yeah. I mean, it's your ass, not mine. I think you should be grateful. I think you should be down on your fucking knees. I did not come down here just to get jerked off, no. you know. No, no. I'm not jerking you off. I'm not doing anything. This scene had some great... But, like, I had to pause. Yeah. I was laughing so damn hard during this This scene. is the scene I remember most when yeah. I was a kid and summer <laughs> when watching it with Dad because Dad would just... Yeah. Yes, I could so see, hard with this one. I could see... <laughs> did your dad let out one of his famous... God damn! He would <laughs> Probably. Me, probably. He would I can't... I, I cannot remember. So I just remember him definitely laughing... <laughs> With like each line, because the great thing about this part is how they kind of volleyed off of each other. With, right. It, just the timing was so good, and the way that the words were so manipulated. <laughs> one character's thinking one thing, the other character's thinking another. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then of course, finally, Bill wakes up. Benny goes and turns. He's like, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm not talking to you. And wakes up, Bill, and of course, he's like, Hey, it's Fanny. And he, yeah. Sam realizes the mistake he's made here. <laughs> oh my God. Stan is like one of those friends that in that situation, you want to sit there and go, leave me alone. Yeah. Because like your worrisome thing is going to get on my nerves. Cause then we get Bill and Stan talking to Vinny about the cases. And he's like, well, I've never taken a case to court. I've actually only been practicing about six weeks. <laughs> he's yeah. like, wait a minute, I thought you graduated law school six years ago. And he's like, well, yeah, but I just now passed the bar exam. Took him six tries to pass the damn bar exam. He's like, well, third time's the charm. He's like, well, in my case, six Six times times. was a charm. (laughs) Which, in my mind, I didn't look this up, but I'm like, is there a limit to how many times you can take this? Because the bar exam is a pretty crucial thing. I would think there's a limit. Like, if you can't pass in this many times, you're not cut out to be a lawyer. I don't know. It probably not really a cap off, but I bet you there's probably like a, you it's can take it. A, shit, you can probably take it another time at a certain time. Oh, yeah. You have to wait. You, know I mean? you have to yeah, wait. Yeah, oh, I think probably. that's the whole point of the six years versus six times. Yeah, he to, took yeah. it once per year. I think yeah, you had you to, to you had to wait a year. year. If you're a lawyer, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your LSAT score? And tell us your LSAT score. <laughs> Oh, and then we cut to a scene. Vinny's talking to the judge because he needs to be allowed to be an out-of-state attorney because he's obviously from New York. He's not from Alabama, and they got a go thing. And, of course, 
He's like, Joe's like, how long have you been practicing? He's like, I've been practicing six, six, uh, six, 16 years. I have, I've won yeah. lots of murder cases. It's like, it says, I won some, I lose, I lose some. Oh my God. <laughs> that was intimidating too, the way the judge was asking him these yeah. questions. Yeah. And then maybe, it just kind of shows you, you know, his character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really good at thinking on the fly and, and being good on his toes. I would flounder. I'd be, uh, uh. right. Yeah. And then well, didn't he, and uh, yeah, didn't he hand Vinny like this big old oh, yeah, the book, law book? Like the Alabama. It's coming. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. Cause first Vinny tells him, he's like, give me an example of a case of yours. And he's like, well, you know, the son of Sam, he's like, you represented that guy. He's like, no, no, no. I represented the first guy they blamed before they got the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and just let him know, look, I do everything by the book and I'm not patient when it comes to the law, which we do find out. Yeah. <laughs> but then this is where he gives him the Alabama law book and tells him he better know him when he enters his courtroom. And I was reading something like the Alabama law book is the biggest yes. law book in the United States. Like there's yes. no way their constitution learn. is the yeah. biggest constitution <laughs> in the U S bigger than I the forget US how, constitution. It's, like, it's right there next to the U S constitution in terms of words that are, wow. it's like over three, three million words. Or something. Oh my God. I forget. <laughs> it was like over, th- Oh man. It was like 33. Was it like 3,300 or something? Like, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I got it. I got worse it. than that. Okay. This is how big of a difference it is. The Alabama Constitution is over 300,000 words. The U.S. Constitution is 4,000 words. That's, <laughs> that's right. Of course, Jesus, I was like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing down there? <laughs> that is crazy. That's why when you, if you have to travel through Alabama, don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Be a good, be a good boy, be a good girl, whatever. Just get through it. <laughs> get out. <laughs> so then, of course, we get late night at the hotel. Vinny's trying to study this book. Lisa wants to help, and he's telling her no. He's got it. He doesn't need her help. And then we cut to them in bed. And what are they doing? They're getting woken up by this steam whistle going off at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> that thing's loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I got to give credit for with this movie, too, is the sound design. Because yeah, they did a great job with making... A lot of the noises very mm. disturbed, like you know, it disturbed his peace a lot because that's one thing is you know in this movie's he never gets an ounce of peace, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, and that's and he asked them about he asked the hotel clerk about it. He's like, this happened every day, and he's like, yep, every morning at five thirty, we gotta wake the town up. I was like, oh hell no, not everybody. Has I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I would not like that. So then they go to this little local diner, and boy, you could tell this small town. Oh, all their menu is breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> I love that menu. I was like, why have a menu? And all I have is just those three things. <laughs> like, uh, but I love. I guess I'll have breakfast. What I loved about it is like it doesn't show anything at first. You just see them looking at the menu and like, so what do you want? What yeah, you I was just like, mm, breakfast. breakfast. Like, okay, breakfast. And then you look at, then you get the view of the menu. It's the three, <laughs> it's the three items. And I love it because the guy like puts this like huge scoop of lard on the griddle, and he's like, "Are y'all aware of the, the cholesterol problem?" The national in the country? Country. Yeah, yeah. Because we learned that that the the breakfast is just bacon, eggs, and grits. And of course, Vinny's never heard of grits. And he asks him what grits are, and he tells what's him, a grit? "Yeah, what's grit?" And, and he tells him they're they're made. I forgot exactly. They're made of corn. Well, what's it? Gotta... What is a grit, anyways? It's made out of corn. 
Them hominy grits. Hominy? Hmm. <laughs> How do you cook it? Well, you simmer it in water for 15 or 20 minutes. Put it on the plate and add butter. <laughs> so, you gonna eat it or not? But it's it's important piece here because he tells him you got to cook put it on the stove for fifteen to twenty minutes to get it to cook. Yeah, that, that information comes in very handy later on mm-hmm. in the movie. And then of course, <laughs> Lisa's over here with her pink camera taking pictures of him as he's eating grits for the first time. <laughs> Takes his first bite. Well, she's like, it's like, do you want a bite? She's like, you go first. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get our first scene. Vinny and Lisa are walking in the courtroom. And where does Vinny do? He sits on the damn table as if yep. that's where he's supposed to sit. Swinging like his legs. On the, yeah. Yeah. Like he, looks like a, empty, he looks like a little kid sitting there on the yeah, table. He's got like that empty briefcase. Well, it's not even a briefcase. It's like a little <laughs> satchel, satchel thing. Yeah. And he just pops on the. And I like when Mr. Trotter comes in, the, the defense attorney. The defense he's like, attorney or the prosecutor. He's in there going, Where's your attorney? Yeah. 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 Not even. Yeah. Not <laughs> he even. He's like, I'm the attorney. And he's yeah. Like, oh. And then he's, like, he's something Trotter, you know? Yeah. Jim Trotter, yeah. Jim Trotter the that's, third, I think. Oh, I yeah, think you're right. right. He was right. a third. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and he's in there like Vinny Gambini, the first. The first. <laughs> and of course, because you can't Gambini, tell he's the lawyer because he comes in, he's wearing his leather jacket, he's wearing his jeans, he is not dressed. Another attorney comes no. in to, with a suit. He's got his briefcase. He just looks much more prepared, much more mm-hmm. professional for and a courtroom. He starts setting. unpacking his briefcase yes. and everything, and like Vinny, like starts to feel a little insecure. So he starts like to he's like, "Oh wait, do I got a pad? I got a pad. Okay, I got a pad and pencil. That'll work." Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! And then of course, Bill and Stan come in. And then the judge comes in. Of course, he's ripping Vinny on this. He's like, "How yeah. dare you come in? You're insulting me. You're insulting the integrity of the court." You better wear a suit next time you come into my court. But you know what? What, what, I love, say, what he said he, is like, he's like, you better wear. He's like, the jacket you wear better be made of some kind of cloth. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Because you know what? This is what made his character so intimidating. Is it's like he kind of reminded me of like, if anyone's ever had the mean grandma that would tell you something, but she's not going to tell you everything up front. She's going to kind of rip you from the start and then to an end. So it's like. He's sitting there going, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? She, he's like, <laughs> what? Uh, what? Clothes? He's like, no. What, is, what are you wearing in my courtroom? You know, that kind of thing. He's like, um, jacket. jacket. You know? <laughs> and he's like, he's in there going like, and then he just gets deeper with it, which, yeah. you know, where he's in there going. Well, I expect you to show up to my court lawyerly. Yeah. And whatever you wear better be made of some, some kind, kind of cloth. cloth. <laughs> and then he's in there going, So how does your clients plead? And that's where he, that again, that's where it gets deeper. And he's like, Well, he's like, Yana, he's like, you know, trying to tell them it's a miscommunication. He's like, I it's a simple yes or no. <laughs> he's like, now the next words that come out of your mouth better be, better guilty, be guilty, or guilty or not guilty, or I'm holding you in contempt of court. He's yeah, like, do you understand? He's like, I, he's like, I think I get I, it, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like the bad teenager that's going to back talk, and then he's in there going again, break down with the communication. You know, <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's just like a good parenting moment for. Vinny, I think you know that he needed, but of course he gets held into contempt. So he does get held into like, contempt. I like what he said. It was like, 
he's like, you were serious about that? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it he said though to him? And he was like, you were serious? About what was it? <laughs> I know it was about the clothes. Uh, no. Oh, that was, was in the second time he came in because he yeah. was wearing the jacket again. No, but the I think he, he said something because he wasn't expecting to be going to jail. Oh, yeah. And that first day. And he's like, right, Josh, Josh will catch us up. Josh yeah. got notes. I think it was because of the wording. Like, he didn't do the guilty or not guilty thing, maybe at first. And he's like, Yeah, that's okay, what it was. He said the next, he said the next words out of your mouth better be guilty or not guilty, or I'm holding you in contempt of court. And then, of course, he goes, yeah, I think I get it. And he's like, okay, you're in contempt of court. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Because yeah, yeah. this is this is the the most. This isn't even the arguments. This is an open arguments. This is just it's whether just you plead guilty entry. or not guilty yeah. to figure out which way you're going. Because if you plead guilty, the thing wraps up pretty not yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. Plead he's not like, guilty. You got like to go to one to dismiss this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you want to dismiss this whole thing. But that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> This was so, it was a good scene. I love that. He's like, you oh, serious about that? <laughs> but this yeah, is why put, Fred Gwynn was so perfect for this role. I, I agree. I agree. He uh, he sets Bill and Stan's bail at like, I think $200,000. Mm-hmm. And then he holds Vinny in contempt and sets it at $200. Of course, he tells Lisa to come get him. So then, of course, we get the scene of her picking him up. And what she does, he's coming out, takes a picture of him. <laughs> takes a picture. <laughs> She's like, oh. Basically, she's kind of going. Um, I don't think you know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing in there. <laughs> He's like, I know what I was doing. She's like, Well, it just didn't seem like you knew what you were doing in there, Vinny. And I was like, Well, I was hoping you'd be more supporting. You know, stand by your man, that kind of thing. It's like, Oh, I'm, is that what, what you, you want? want? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Vinny, you Vinny you're great. great. <laughs> and he, he, t- he tells judge. her that you should tell her that judge. Yeah, he tells her that he learns by doing, not by studying. And I'm like, that's not the way to do court. You have to know what the hell you're doing to go yeah, in there. Because she'd ask him too, like, well, did have you ever seen a case before and all that stuff? Because it was, I think, required or somewhat required, right? That they had to watch, you know, when he was in law school, they had to see um, such amount of hours of court. Hell, when and I went to like, school for paralegal, I had to go watch court. So, yeah. And then, like, and they also, like, hold mock trials in law school and stuff, too. Yeah. So. And he was just saying, like, he couldn't do it because he had to work and pay for school. And I forget. But he was saying, like, all those different things that he right. couldn't go and, and actually see a real trial. But while they're arguing, we learned that Lisa was playing a game of pool with somebody for money. And, of course, they thought they were going to get one over on her. She won, and they decided not to pay. So, Vinny and Lisa, that's where you're talking about Vinny coming in, because I don't know if John Lovitz could pull this stuff off. But Exactly. <laughs> Vinny and Lisa go to the bar. And of course, the first thing we get to this guy, he goes, sits down, he grabs a chicken leg, and just puts the whole chicken oh, leg yeah. in his mouth, and just pulls the, all the chicken oh. off. And I was like, hey. Well, here's the thing. I can't say that that was bad because I've done that before too with the small chicken leg and <laughs> well, stuff. Yeah, like one well, of those, like the chicken with drumsticks. Yeah, yeah. Little, little drumsticks. Oh. Yep. Nope. Not me. Mm-mm. It's so good though. Oh. I don't eat. I don't eat fried chicken like that, so I don't have to worry about. I like it. when they first walked in too, by the way, because again, fish out of the water. So yeah. they show up with the sunglasses on, and everyone just pauses, including the music. It stops. So I was like, oh, so they got the power to stop the music. <laughs> stop yeah, the yeah. Box. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So Vinny goes to this guy. He's called JT. And he's like, look, she won the game fair and square. We won our $200. And he's like, you know what? I'll get, I'll, how about I kick your ass? He said, oh, well, I loved how you did this. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Go ahead. Then go ahead. Yeah. Wasn't there a moment 
no we didn't see that yet like where the the two boys were playing basketball in the court yet that hasn't come up yet right yeah i don't think so i might have okay i remember what you're talking about yeah that's next that's next that's, that's okay. Next. okay i have to remember that because there's a reason why i want to bring that up but yeah keep okay. going yeah, he offers to kick his ass. He's like, how about you give the $200, and then I'll kick your ass. We'll fight, and then I'll take the damn money from you. He's like, okay. He's like, well, show me the $200. He's like, well, I don't have it, but I can get it. <laughs> and, and that becomes a thing of him showing the money to prove he can damn get the two. Mm. It's more about proving that he has $200. Yeah. Well, it is about was also pivotal because what you're seeing is really what Vinny can do in mm-hmm. terms of arguing for the yeah. situation that he's right. in. So he, I like where he's in. He's like, hmm, $200 or an ass kicking. He's like, yeah. I'll be honest. I, I, I think I probably deserve an ass kicking. But <laughs> you know what? I'd rather go with the $200. <laughs> but I like how he was just kind of making this deal. And this guy's just sitting there thinking like, what the fuck? This guy's not throwing a punch or anything. He's, he's confusing my brain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Chris, here we go. Next scene is Bill and Stan out on the basketball court. So what do you want to bring up? Oh, yeah. So we see where, in this instance, we see Stan being the worry wart as he is. Yep. And um, just not sure that Vinny can handle it. But meanwhile, you have Bill telling him that, well, my family's known for arguing. He's like, it's not like your family. Like the Gambinis really argue. And so what was important about this is like, he's telling you, like, also what we saw previously with what Vinny can do and what Vinny does in the next scene, which I kind of forget right off the top of my head because we see where Vinny is able, he does, he's capable. He's argued, like he'll bring up anything and everything in order to show a different side to a situation to somebody that they just wouldn't expect, you know, and and it falls in his, on his side. So he's capable of it. And we start seeing like these things as they go along where the characters will say, well, you know, Vinny's capable of doing this. And also, again, with Lisa, we find something else that happens, you know, the little drops of things of her knowledge that comes in handy. So that's one thing I like about this movie is it gives you a lot of foreshadowing about these characters. And but you kind of forget it as the movie is going along because you're so caught up with the comedic stuff of what's going on and some of the performances. And you're not really thinking of the clues and the hints and the foreshadowing that they're giving you. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I was picking up on Lisa stuff the whole time. All the stuff there, and that makes he, sense. Yeah, but I, I think for a lot of <laughs> a lot of viewers, they weren't expecting that at first. Okay, and, and maybe you that's true. I mean? Because her if, big thing was like she kept arguing about wanting to be married. You know, which right. you see that a lot of in the movie, and she wanted to be able to help him, but you don't. It, it's not really, I think, towards the end where you sit there and put the clues together that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she she does know a lot more than what we thought. <laughs> Which, yeah, and we get another instance of that in this next scene because Vinny's like hearing this water dripping. And he's like, did you yeah. turn it off? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, are you sure you turn it right? And he, I, I didn't write it all down, but she goes... Well, for that particular fuzz, you got to do a certain torque right at this to get this much to make sure it's turned off all the way. And that is dead on balls accurate. I love that term. Dead on <laughs> <Yeah>. balls accurate. <laughs> and she's like, and what is she? She like rips that page out. She does. Like, yep. This is your proof of whatever. And she also said that she used 
like a wrench that physicists and uh, astronauts use oh, or something like that that's been by... calibrated yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and of course all this technical talk kind of it looks like it turns Vinny on which i can see that i can see that being the case mm-hmm. well that's probably yeah. the big passion of their relationship is like they can argue with each other and pretty hard right but then that's also what well the thing is too, she's probably too. like the it only definitely person that can ever like prove any wrong yeah right <laughs> yeah and you definitely and see so that, finds that in the end you know, in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which he kind of drove me up the wall a little bit sometime where he's like, you know, I don't want you reading that book. I don't need your help doing that. I'm like, boy, come on now. You know, he knows her well. And it's like, this is your fiance. You know she's smart. If she's willing to, you know, look up some information and help you out, then right. let her do it. Especially read that damn Alabama law book. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, because there's that one scene where he, you know, he comes back from hanging out with Mr. Trotter and then she's like halfway through the book. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get another quick thing of Vinny waking up from that damn steam whistle again. He hasn't changed hotels yet, but that's coming. <laughs> oh, wait, was it the steam whistle or was that the train this time? No, we're not through the train yet. Not that. Okay. Yeah. The train's later. And then we get another scene in the courtroom and this Mrs. Riley, who apparently saw them, saw Bill and Stan as the people who peeled off in this other car. Cause when the other car pulled out, they left tire marks because they gunned it and left their tire marks screeching. And that's all. The, I don't think they've mentioned it yet where they matched the tire marks to their car yet. I think that comes in there a little bit. Yeah, that comes uh, later. Yeah. Because the automotive guy was like that surprise thing that the defense that Mr. Trotter brings in. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get... We get Mrs. Riley, and then we get a different witness saying that he heard gunshots and then saw them peel off the road. Yeah, there was like get Mr. Tipton, which is the grits guy, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then there was okay. a... yeah. but I forget the other guy. Uh, the other guy with, you know, the window thing. The, oh, yeah, the, kind of the country the, bumpkin the guy. Bumpkin guy with yeah. the dirty windows. I forget his name. Right? <laughs> but yeah. I remember the first guy. I remember the grit guy is Mr. Tipton. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember their name, but they're basically like, giving the... The stutter guy did it for me. Huh? The Sutter guy that shows up later. Oh yeah, the yeah, uh, he's like <laughs> public defender. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Played by the great Austin Pendleton. Gotta yeah. love that guy. Who was apparently a real life stutterer, which I did not know. Oh. Mm. Okay. I didn't know that either. I didn't either. And then of course According we get this trivia. Okay. <laughs> the more you the... know, shining star, peacock. Studies. There you go. Yes. And then. The sheriff reads the statement of Bill saying, I shot the clerk when he was questioning it, but he took it down as his statement. I asked him once again, he said, <laughs> I shot the clerk. It's like during that conversation, you not hear that he was. And like throughout all of this, like Vinny is not. Oh, yeah. He's not rebutting any, yeah. any of the things. Well, not only that, they've talked to all the witnesses and they're like, do you want to at least cross examine? He's like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Jeez. And that's what really starts putting doubt in. Stands always yeah. in the in the minds of the boys because they're like, you're you're just you're you're not you're not saying anything you're not defending us blah blah blah, so yeah go ahead Josh, I say and then judge says that the trial is going to begin the following Monday which is I guess in a small town that can be true normally it's going to take a while before you actually get the trial See, going that, but that, like the timeline of this movie is crazy because I'm like well how, how long because I mean you know normally you have to have like I mean 
months at least to build a case and yep. to get all the proper all the time for true. discovery and all true. that stuff and it just kind of feels like this all happens in the span of like a couple of weeks yeah or but right. you know what <clears throat> at the same token i'm not totally surprised because i also can see something like that in real life and especially if you're in a really small town that this town is like there's not a Population whole lot yeah there's not a whole lot of pop and obviously there's not i mean i didn't take there was a lot of people in their prison as well either you know other than like just that group of guys that was out there playing basketball as well that i mean that was really it i so maybe things were able to move actually a little bit faster because uh, it sounded like that defense attorney pretty much had his already had his his stuff in hand that can convict these guys yeah and if Vinny knew what he was doing he would be able to file a motion for to hold off later to give him time to build his case but oh, look at that. he sure. didn't know Legal degree enough. shit coming out of josh that's, true. that's sexy josh uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank sexy josh <laughs> and chris or should we your... say smexy josh <laughs> no nah, i don't think so Chris, here was your part where he wants, and then this is where the judge once again asked Vinny, he's like, wait a minute, what are you wearing in my court? And he holds him in contempt of court again. <laughs> and that's when he was like, he's like, you serious about that? That's right. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right here. It was he, the second time because he showed up the second time in the same With the clothes. same clothes yeah. on, yeah. Uh, then we get Bill, Bill and Stan are both questions, starting to question Vinny at this point. You're right. They're, they're like, do you, are you sure you know what you're doing here? You didn't even say it. You didn't cross examine. You didn't say yeah. anything. Yeah, especially like Stan was getting pretty pissy. Stan's like, asking questions, but yeah. I think uh, I think Vinny brought up a good point. He's like, "Yo, a good old boy was shot." And yeah, he's like, "They ain't going to hear." There's no way that this there's no way this is not going, going, to, going to go to trial because anything he would have said then at that mm-hmm. point, they were not going to listen to it. That's true. That's true. Lisa bails him out again, and still questioning whether he knows what he's doing. And he once again is like, "You know, I just, I just, I want your support. Just support me. Just support." Me. Of we cut to As the usual. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and she's meanwhile like, yo, give me something to do. I want to help. Right. You know, otherwise I'm going to be sitting here and going, yo, baby time. <laughs> <laughs> so we get that night, Vinny's reading the law book. The law book. The law book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's starting to worry how it's going to go. And he ends up going to bed at 3 a.m. And of course, once he get woken up by this time, nope, not the train yet, Chris. These are the pigs squealing Damn. out next door. Oh, yeah, because it's the, <laughs> that meat, the slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse next yeah. door. Yeah. Literally the motel next to the slaughterhouse. God, that's mm. awful. That's Can you awful. imagine the smell? screams? And you would have thought they would have smelled something when they first got yeah. there. Oh, uh, and then we get the next scene, Stan, wanting, he says he wants to meet with a public defender, and it's John Gibbons, which is played by Austin Pendleton, which you talked about him being the stutterer. He's been in... Oh, it's weird. I can't He's think of anything. He's been in a lot of stuff. You usually He's been in a lot face. of stuff. He's and one the of only faces th- and actors that you see everywhere, mm-hmm. but he, right. he never really... He was always like maybe the supporting character or the oh yeah. Like you know. as much stuff as I've seen him in, the only thing that's popping in my mind immediately is Christmas with the cranks. He keeps showing up and they don't know who he is, <laughs> but he knows everybody at the party. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, that's a movie I haven't seen in a long time, but I just remember I remember seeing it in the theaters once and I was like, you know what? I did not enjoy this one very much. <laughs> but anyway, that's a different Didn't we all go see free. Christmas with the cranks? I think we did. I, I saw we I know I saw it in theaters, theaters but yeah. Oh, it's one of those that most people don't like and I love. So I'm, I'm the minority <laughs> well, you know, on that like, movie. I think I'd probably enjoy it now. But back then I was like, man, I was hoping for more 
comedy. Yeah. <laughs> or so I think I remember walking out going, just a little bit more. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So now it's been, Billy, a, it's been forever since I've seen it though. So now Bill meets with Vinny and he's he's telling him, you know what, I'm gonna be like Stan. I'm going with the public defender too. And Vinny tells him that he can win the case. He he compares it to building a house brick by brick. You got to build up one brick on top. He of does it. a great job with it, though. He makes a lot of sense. He does, and he sells Bill, and Bill says, "Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a chance." And I think this is the scene too, where referring back to that scene where Bill was trying to tell Stan that you know Vinny's a good arguer, our family's good argue, like this is what we're good at, and this was a example of all of a sudden showing again but in a big way with Vinny convincing him that no I can do this give me just give me time right I'm gonna get there we'll make it yeah because and, then Stan yeah. questions his decision and Bill tells him about the time when he was younger and they had a magician come and Vinny caught him at every every trick he was trying to do yeah. like no 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 you did this no 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 you were doing this so he knows that he pays attention and can actually come up with stuff. Yep, he pays attention to detail. <clears throat> yes. All right, then we get Vinny meeting up with JT for the fight and the money again. And, and, and JT says, <laughs> yeah, here's the money. And he says, he's like, hey, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and like, he's and then that's also, like you just brought up, Josh, the tricks, the, the magician. Right now we get the example of exactly what he did with the magician. Right in this scene, he's like, "Is that really two hundred dollars? Show it to me." Yep. Yep. Yeah, (laughs) because he said he says twenty with a bunch of ones wrapped. Right. (laughs) Which it's funny he did that because it reminded me of I don't know if you ever saw Seinfeld or not, but you know the you know the uh, character of Kramer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was telling Jerry one time. He said, "Jerry, what you do to show you're a big shot?" put a bunch of ones and put your big bills on top. But he showed him a $5 bill on top. I was like, oh, that's a big shot. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe that's what the JT did. Although he just did the obviously the 20 because JT was just like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wouldn't show him. It was not $200. He's like, once you fan out and show it to me. <laughs> and All right. Like, uh. All right, Chris, here's your here's your scene. Vinny and Lisa are sleeping, and here comes this train rolling through Finally, at 5 a.m. <laughs> and oh, he that asked, was funny too. Yeah. He goes down to ask the person, does this come in at 5 a.m. every morning? He was like, No, no, not at 5 a.m. Yep. <laughs> yep. It just leaves it at that. Doesn't say anything else. That's unusual. <laughs> and I think too, that's why it was like uh as that train was coming. That's where Lisa, she just starts laughing. I was like, well, that's just mean. You know your boyfriend can't <laughs> sleep through this. Right. It's like, he hasn't been able to sleep in the last couple of nights. <laughs> exactly. Then we get a scene. Vinny's talking to Trotter. And he's asking him, how do you feel about the case? He's like, well, I mean, I'd like to have the murder weapon. But other than that, I feel like I got a pretty good case. Yep, which that's important, too. Yeah, yeah. Murder weapon's important. And he talks about... Uh, they end up going hunting together. You know, Lisa says she's not happy. He's going to shoot the steer. Which they that's say. a good scene for her, by the way. <laughs> what about these pants I got on? You think they're okay? Oh! Imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fuck 
fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants a son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? I would not doubt if like this speech was one of the big turnarounds for, for the members of the Academy to vote for her to win. You think it's this one? I think this is one of them. Okay. I think this is one because this was this is one of those memorable, very memorable scenes for her. And not to mention the other ones, which you know we'll get to. Like, yeah, I like I remember as I was watching this, I was like, when I got to the scene near the end, I was like, oh yeah, I think this is what won her the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> so I for, can see I can see that too. But for some course, reason, it's the deer thing too was so good. And, and then again, for my wife, her favorite scene that stands out is the biological clock ticking. That's the <laughs> that's same another one. That's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway, I'll never get married. So we get seeing Vinny's Ryan with Trotter, and he's just asking for his files. You're allowed to do this. He did not know this. So he, he oh, calls yeah. up his, his uh, oh my goodness, secretary or whatever. Yes, thank you, Jay. I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> <laughs> and has her make copies and send them over. And I like oh. that he shows up later, too, in the hotel with that yep. box of information. And she's at that, that's again, at that point, she's already reading that book that he came home from with from the judge and she's like halfway through it yeah and lisa tells us yeah you know why he gave you those files it's not because you went hunting it's because he it's has to it's called disclosure <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep legal and of term course, one of the first things he does is he he's like are you reading this she's like yeah and, he, and of course he goes and tries he takes the book from her yeah i'm like Vinny, she's allowed to read what she wants <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right and then we get another scene of the train coming through. And I think this is this where he goes down and the guy tells him what time or does the train come through another time before he. Oh, I think this is where he asks what time think, that train yeah. is, is coming. I think that's what it was, because I think well, he wanted to be prepared. Well, I think what he said. No, what he says, if this is the scene, what he says is, I thought you said this train normally doesn't come through at 5 a.m. The I guy mean, goes, no, it normally comes through 10 after four. 10 after <laughs> so four. He, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny's not happy. He's like, so it even comes earlier in order. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> the only reason it wasn't normal is because it was running late the last two days. Like, I love to where uh, he also found out from Mr. Trotter that he can, that Trotter have went ahead and let him use his cabin. Which oh, yeah. Later That's on right. Too. That's another That's right. big thing we that comes up. Yes. Yes, that is coming. Vinny's going back to court. He's finally got his suit. He's looking snazzy this time around. Now we're in the process. Looking of boyerly. There you go. Boyerly. <laughs> there you go. We're in the process of picking the jurors. And, <laughs> and Trotter, of course, he's asking them, what would you do to these men? She's like, I'd fry their ass. I'd fry yeah. them. He's like, she'll he's do. Like, she'll do. And she'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That doesn't sound good, does it? And then, of course, no. here we get a scene. J- Judge Holler is calling Benny into his chambers. And he's like, you know what? I called New York and they've never heard of you. And he tells him about 20 years ago, he had to change his name to Jerry Gallo. And, and, and apparently, you know, the scene where he knocks over the chest set, apparently that was real and they yeah. left it in the, in the scene. <laughs> he didn't actually mean to do that. So that's kind of cool. I always love those little tidbits like that. Yeah. yeah. So of course that says judge. I was like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be making a call about that. Which that comes back brilliantly here in a minute, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he te- he's telling Lisa about it, and she's like, "Gary Gallo, 
did you not, you know, his name's been in the paper the last few days. And he's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Why? Because he died last week. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it too. Where she's like, she knew that she's like, basically like you dummy. Like, yeah. That's because he yep. died. Yeah. And this is the scene at the cabin with the whole biological clock. Lisa's panicking. She's stomping the ground. This is where she can tell Vinny is stressed out. Yep. Because he he's looking through his files. You know, he's finally yep. got all this discovery, all these files he can go through. He's trying to figure that out. But this is where I had to look at. Joe Pesci's 49 here and she's 27. So one pretty big difference. But two, she's 27. I don't yeah. Vinny's time, well, a man's time can somewhat go longer with making babies, it seems like. I don't know for sure. Well, I mean, there's guys in their 70s and mm-hmm. probably even 80s. Well, Larry had, King. Yeah, Larry King. Is so there you go. So, so he should be fine. And she's 27. Her clock is fine right now. She does not have to have a baby at this point. Now, granted, I don't know if her character's 27. That's the thing. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying Marissa Tomei is 27. How much more shit can we pile on top of this? Yeah, it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was good. I love where he, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like okay, maybe it was okay, a bad maybe time. it was a bad time to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was. It was a funny, fantastic scene. Well, I hate to bring it up because I know you got enough pressure on you already. But we agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. Meanwhile, ten years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister, is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this, and the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. Lisa, I don't need this. I swear to God, I do not need this right now, okay? I got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail. An idiot who wants to fight me for $200. Slaughtered pigs. Giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money. A dress code problem. And a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids. Not to mention your biological clock my career your life our marriage and let me see what else can we pile on is there any more shit we could pile on to the top of the outcome of this case is it possible maybe it was a bad time to bring it up and then of course what we have Vinny once again can't get a peaceful night's rest to save his life he's waking up (laughs) he's hearing stuff outside he hears a noise outside and what does he do? He Here's runs out and immediately just fires. Starts yeah. shooting the gun out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there's like, oh my god, there was some really good trivia too about that owl that was interesting. I think that owl was just really doing that out there. And yeah, the... what it was is like it's well, for one, it's a real owl. I forget what the type of screeching owl it is, but what they did is like they, the director says they were lucky to get the scene with the owl here because right. you know. In order for it to get it to open its mouth, they presented meat mm. to the owl, apparently. And then when he comes out shooting, the reaction the owl does is it's exactly what happened on the set. And he's like, honestly, we were lucky to get that that shot. And then, of course, the owl turns back around and it screeches again. So that's awesome. Yeah. So now Vinny. You know what else I found out, by the way? I forgot uh, to mention. Oh, my God. This is crazy. All right. So, you know, the courtroom is all set up, right? And what they they filmed, of course, that in Georgia, but it was in a warehouse that they converted. And it was all like corrugated iron is what it was made of. But they were filming during the summer. So it was hot as shit. They were saying like the temperatures got as high as like 100 degrees in there. 
Ooh. Yeah. I was like, can you imagine? Well, you know, at least that puts them in the that southern uh, mood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah too bad they never. True. Too bad they didn't have like kind of like a little bit of the sweats going on, you know, yeah. in some some areas of the court or something. Which that would have been pretty funny, probably. But I was like, man, can you imagine filming F and that. that? And it's like <laughs> pretty heated and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So now Vinny's like, fuck this. I'm just going to go sleep in the car. And him and Lisa are in the car. And, of course, she's like, oh, look, the stars. It's so romantic sleeping under the star. And, of course, Vinny, he's just. <laughs> he's like, I don't he, see any stars. Yeah, he's, he's, he stars. just can't see anything good right now. Which I guess he, it, it ends up thundering and lightning and raining right after he says that. So. so then it's the next morning. And, of course, they don't have an alarm in there. So Vinny wakes up and realizes he's late. And, of course, it's been raining. So their tires have been stuck in the mud. So then he goes to the back of the trunk to get a board out to get his tires under. And what does he accidentally do? He throws his suit into the, the mud. The only suit he has, yeah, <laughs> throws it into the mud. But I love, too, where he goes, he's like, he's like, Lisa, what was in that bag? Like, <laughs> yeah. Your suit. suit. I like, got it pressed for you. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> Why was my suit in the <laughs> in the the trunk? He's like, because I just got it uh, oh dry. I just got it dry yeah. clean or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man, she was doing something so nice, and then bam, backfired. Bad way to, yeah, yeah. That was so hilarious because like they raced to town. He's like, I got thirty minutes to shower, and she's like, you take a shower, I get your fucking suit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she tries to go to the dry cleaner, but they're closed because Because of pneumonia, pneumonia or whatever it was. There's an outbreak there, so all the employees are sick. So then she has no choice but to go to a secondhand store to find a suit. Oh, but and then on top of that, you got Vinny who's runs into JT again. JT again. Oh, yeah. JT's finally got the money. He's like, look what I got here now. He's like, and then he's like, he's just like, oh my God, he does like lies. He's like a flying punch or something. Yeah, it's like a punch and body press all at the same time. (laughs) Covered in mud too, because he fell in in the mud. So, yeah. (laughs) I like what he's like, I don't have time for this shit, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I don't see John Lovitz doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So he finally arrives to court and he's wearing this ugly burgundy suit i guess would be the I best mean, it's, color it's something from like you know the 1860s bad. or something it looked like he was like a movie theater usher from way back when you almost expected him to come in there with a flashlight going Shh, i'm talking <laughs> and the judge like are you mocking this court with that suit and he's like <laughs> he's like mocking no no judge i'm not mocking <laughs> <laughs> I like how he has to explain it too. He's, and I guess yeah. the point where the judge is like, I don't like your attitude. He's like, Yeah, what else is fucking new? <laughs> and he gets held and in then, contempt of court again. <laughs> I forgot to mention as well the part where they did wake up the next morning after that storm. And we get to see the footage of, you know, the one tire spinning while the other wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's important detail as yeah, well. Yeah. That plays oh. a bigger role later on because that shows you the actual visual of what later happens when it comes to Lisa again later in the movie. Right, so but, this get... is the, but this is the part where he actually starts to cross-examine the witnesses. Yes, this is where he starts doing a good job. And this yeah. is where this is like a turning point in the movie. Oh, but only after he gets some sleep too and during the, the trial. 
Yeah, because oh, first right. he was like sleeping at, his, <laughs> at the table. Yeah, because Trotter's giving his opening arguments, which of course, when you give opening arguments, you're going to be t- talking to the jurors directly because that's who you're trying to convince. Yeah, you don't need to co- really convince the judge; he just has to agree with everything and rule whether or not it's admissible or not. You got to convince these jurors of what you're saying, which is why Chad, as you said earlier, you like how animated he gets. I. <laughs> Identical. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's selling it to the jurors by doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's telling them, he's telling about the stuff. He's saying that Bill and Stan ran yeah, out of the sack of suds, getting in the green convertible and screeching yeah, what the all. Fuck is it? He's talking about like, about, and all of our little ancestors came over the ocean to America. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he was even going on about. I was like, Jesus. And then, and of like, course, yeah. all those jurors are just smiling at him because, yeah. you know, he's this like southern charmer guy. Yep. You know, he's one of them. And, yep. And then I like to, it's like, uh, he's like, all right, basically, it's Vinny's turn. And yeah. Vinny's like, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is only after the stutterer guy, if I remember right. No, right. no, he wakes up first. The stutterer guy okay, comes so, after Vinny. Yeah. All right. So Vinny comes over, he's like, uh, everything bullshit. that guy says is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> And now he's it's like, that's time all. for Gibbons. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's it. Like, and, the guy, and then he's like, <clears throat> over, or he's like, it was like a overruled or something. Yeah, like that, right? He's like, like the jury, he's like, like they will uh, strike out what the what Vinny says and only keep thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you in the record. Right. Opening statement. Strike out, strike out what he said for his opening statement and said thank you. Could you imagine the transcript <laughs> of that court? Like guys want the opening statements, like all this big grandiose, and then like it's like Vincent LaGuardia is like, "Thank you." <laughs> That's it. Hell of a statement. <laughs> and now it's the defendant lawyer or the public defender lawyer Gibbons' turn, and of course he starts stuttering and he's like spitting all over yeah. the jerk, talking, and I'm just like, Ugh. like. Obviously, yeah. now we live in a COVID world, but even pre-COVID, I don't want yeah. people spitting no. on me while they're Because he was getting talking. all up in their faces. Yeah, he was getting right up on them. Oh, my goodness. And he tell he had a – oh, my God. He had a hard time getting those words out, and it would, like, take forever. <laughs> but what I read for trivia, which I ended up watching the scene in particular after I read it, there's a point where – I forget. What's his, the stutterer's name in the movie? I'm sorry. I forgot his Gibbons. name. Gibbons. Gibbons. Gibbons, yeah. There's a point where he pats one of the jurors on the shoulder and over his shoulder in the distance, you see, um, you see Vinny, Bill and Stan. But what you see is that in that moment that they captured, they're all trying to stop themselves from laughing. So you can actually see, like, Stan, for example, the actor over there, he's got his hand over his mouth, and he's turning his head, trying not to bust out laughing. But meanwhile, you got, like, Ralph Macchio just trying to keep his head down, also with his mouth covered, and um, oh, and Joe Pesci kind of doing the same thing, like, keeping his head down, too, because they were wanting to, to bust out laughing. So it's actually uh, the one moment where you see where they wanted to... You kind of you see a little bit of breaking going on in the acting. That's funny. Yeah, I have to keep an eye on that next time. I watch it's just it. that one second, yeah. basically. But you see it, and you can't help but laugh now that you know it. Right. <laughs> and of course, Gibbons sits back down and stands like, "What was that?" And he's like, "I get nervous when I have to speak." And I'm like, "You're in the wrong profession." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
this that is a profession all about speaking in front of people like i would never want to do that i don't want to speak in front of people but (laughs) well and to be a lawyer and then try to defend people who are accused of murder and especially when they didn't do the murder but you had to convince that to the jury like that's scary that's a scary responsibility right now we're getting to the first witness and i think this is mr tipton don't you say chris Okay. Yeah, the grits guy. The grits man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's saying he saw the car screeching off. And, of course, Trotter's like, what, was it this car? And he says it was. And then, of course, it's Gibbons turn. I can't do it. You were doing this, <laughs> the like, Gibbons Mr. stutter with Mr. Tipton. Tipton. Chad did it good. And he's like, how far were you from them? And he says he was probably about 50 feet from the client's. And he's and he's like, but you notice in your pocket there, you're wearing eyeglasses. He's like, were you wearing them that day? He's like, no. He's like, but these are just reading glasses. reading glasses. I don't have to wear them. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Kevin's asking to tell them what color eyes the defendants have. And of course, he gets it right because he can see oh, from God. far away. The way he did it, too. He's like, and a hazel he's like, brain. He's, over. <laughs> he's like, brown, brown and, and a hazel, hazel brain. <laughs> And he's and like, what, what did he say? What did the uh, given say to him after that? <laughs> I think he was like, and that the well, wasn't that the final question? That was the final was question. Like, he was pretty much like, after, shit. <laughs> he didn't yeah, say he that, was, but I want to say he said there and he was like, thank you, or something like something, that. Something, yeah, yeah, he said he something, like, simple. something else to it. It was like really simple. Like, because yeah. he realized he, he done fucked up, is what he realized. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, that didn't work. So now it's Vinny's turn. He's like, Vinny, wake up. <laughs> oh, and this is where Vinny... And this is a famous, great scene. The yeah, two youths. She calls them the two, two youths. Did you see the trivia on this one too, Josh? That apparently was a real conversation between Petsy and the director. Yeah. Trying to explain this. <laughs> the two yes. What? The, yeah. What? What? Utes? Yeah, the two youths. What's a ute? <laughs> I like it. This is so good too. because And he's like, sorry. The two youths. No, right. And then he like, goes back over the, he's like, the, the two like, defendants. The two defendants. And he like <laughs> right. wears over at the judge. And the judge is kind of like, you asshole. <laughs> you can tell he's ready to hold him in contempt of court again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, but Vinny's, yeah, Vinny's trying to make the case. He's saying, but what if two similar looking boys came in and they had a similar looking car? And did this and got out of there. And the guys, this is where it comes into play. The guys say they didn't have time. It was only five minutes. He was making breakfast. It was only five minutes. He's like, what'd you have for breakfast? He said, eggs and grits. And then I like grits too. too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, so where you like your grits? Regular soft or al dente? He's like, just regular, I guess. Regular. Then he asked him, did you use instant grits? And he said, no <laughs> self-respect in no Southern self- would use instant grits. <laughs> Boy, he got mega. He he's like, I take pride that. in my grits. And I love where the jury, like they get a shot of the jury and they're just they're like, like smiling mm-hmm. and nodding like. Mm-hmm. And so he says, okay, so if you cook grits, how is it you were able to, what secret do you know, basically, that you cook them in five minutes? When everybody knows to cook grits, it takes 15 to 20. I just, I mean, I'm a fast cook, I guess. <laughs> What was that? What was that? Did you say you are a fast cook? Okay. Sorry, are we to believe that in all the that universe boils faster on the... your stove than everybody else? <laughs> that the laws of physics cease to exist on your stove? 
<laughs> Josh, you need to get chatted. <laughs> He's doing good. Sound bite for this one. Oh, I'm <laughs> keeping that like in. The, the laws of physics <laughs> physics <laughs> cease to exist on your stove. <laughs> that was great, Chad. Are you sure about those five minutes? Uh, are you sure, Mister? Uh, <laughs> are you sure about those five minutes? <laughs> Oh, I could have been this... mistaken. <laughs> That's right. I'm done with this guy. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with this guy. And you hear like and one person that, clap, and Stan that's turns where Stan around. Stan finally is like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> And then they hold him in contempt of court, and he's like, "And Lisa's like, I'll bail you out." And he's like, "What nope, happens when Vinny gets here. rest?" <laughs> in fact, he he offers to just sleep in the prison that night so he can finally get some rest. And of course, you yeah, hear that all the like a, oh my God. a riot going on in the background. <laughs> He's just sleeping like a baby, He's which kind of blows my mind because I'm sitting there going, "But there wasn't a lot of people in the jail." <laughs> <laughs> like all five now, all of a sudden, everything's going to hell. <laughs> Where's this riot coming from? <laughs> but yeah, he's sleeping with a big grin on his face with that one. And the one night he finally gets peaceful rest. All right, and here we go, Chow. Here comes Dirty Window Guy. I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember yeah, I his, name his name either. And Vinny's got pictures, and he's showing. He's like, are these your windows? Now, what does that look on, like on your window? That, that's dirt. And then he shows him some other window. What does this look like? Well, like those are screens. He's like, that's a screen. He's like, and what is all this stuff over here? He's like, trees? He's which, like, yeah, that's fine. Just go ahead and yell it out when you know it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, which, by the way, we got to mention, too, I forgot if we did or not, where earlier in the film, he finds out that along with the disclosure, he's also allowed to go and talk to the witnesses. Oh, so yeah. we do see those variety of scenes where, where he's, he's gathering. Just, evidence. He's gathering. That's true. There's that's true. Own investigation. Yeah. yeah. And there's that part where he was with that guy with the window, and that guy was just like concentrated on the TV. And then you see Vinny like behind the couch. He goes, "What's that?" And then he snaps a picture. Yeah. So that's kind of like how he ends up having that the picture of, of the, like all the, the window. Trees yeah. And the, bushes and everything yeah he's like and what what do you call those things on the tree there well, well that's leaves he's, <laughs> he's like, like very good he's like yeah just shout it out when you know it yep. <laughs> he's, he's like, like what do you call all these little bushy things in between <laughs> bushes he's like huh. he's like so you were able to positively identify the, the defendants through this dirty window through these crud screens through these trees with all these leaves on it <laughs> and all these bushes. Seven bushes to be exact. Seven he has, a, he has like, count out bushes? bushes. He's like, five. He's like, uh-uh. Don't forget this one and this one. Seven, Seven. bushes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it's, it is great writing here. It really is. It is. Oh, man. All right, now we're getting Vinny talking to Mrs. Riley, who was the first witness earlier. And oh, Mrs. Riley. Oh yeah, this, but, yeah. That's, minute, there's a, a thing about that one too. I'm sure maybe Josh knows the information on that. Oh, but yeah, he, he finds out she has a hard time seeing without her glasses. Yeah, and which is funny because at first, when we first see her, I don't think we see her wearing glasses, if I remember right. Correct. I think you might. I think right. this is the first time we see her where he's like, he yeah, was like, "Whoa, those are thick glasses." Whoa, yeah. 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 I think she says she had them since she was like six something like that because she said that she had to do like she had to thicken them up like 10 times, 10 times. yeah she had to thicken them years. up yeah and 60 years he's like do you think maybe you need new glasses like, oh no she's like, I, no, I think i'm good I think they're fine yeah <laughs> so he he gives her he's like and how far away were you from the defendant she says oh about 100 feet 
So he takes out a huge tape measure and he says, will you hold this for me? And he walks back. So and back he says, yep. this is 50 feet, 50 this feet, half the distance yep. that you were from the defendant. How many <laughs> fingers am I holding up? Let the, the, let, the the court, let the court know that the defense is holding up two fingers. He's like, you're right. No, please. Not, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's when he says, and, and he ad-libbed this on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. I know he did it on his own. Did you have anything else specific about that? No, I was actually going, it's, I think it's the same thing that, did you yeah. find out too, like it was ad-libbed? That yeah, part? He, yeah, he ad-libbed yeah. it. The only Mrs. Riley part he had lived. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> he still holds up to and she gets it wrong. He yeah, walks all four. the way up to her face. He's like, puts the finger now, in front dear? of her face. <laughs> I think I need new glasses. He's like, I'm done with this witness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still hasn't quite figured no more questions. <laughs> so then Trotter calls Vinny and tells him that he's got some new evidence. This is after the court. He's calling him on the phone. And he's like, He's like, you sure are confident now, but you know what? I got something that's going to bust your bubble. So we like, get well, to you the... know you had to disclose it to me. Yeah, yeah. but you'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. I yeah, like five minutes before the damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> the appointment, uh, you know, the time. And so then, like, then he runs over to to the judge, Lisa. And he's oh, like, yeah, to Lisa, oh, yeah. Baby, show me that part about the discovery stuff. So that's right. Like, yeah, so then the next day they're in court. And he, and, <laughs> and then it comes time for Trotter to do his thing. But then he's like, Judge, can I come to the desk, please? He's like, As you wish. <laughs> and then he goes, he Well, like, first, he's got to introduce the witness him, here because this witness is oh, the yes. special automotive instructor of forensic studies for the Federal Bureau of Bureau Investigation. Investigation. And he's like, long how, long, how long have you been doing this? Oh, 18 years. And then Vinny has to talk to the judge and wants the witness to be disqualified for lack of notice. He didn't have time to prepare, which. The judge would have to uphold that in real legal proceedings. He would not be allowed to disqual or to overrule that. Oh, Josh coming out the legal stuff again. <laughs> well, I don't know. And could it be different in Alabama though? Maybe, but I don't think you could do that. I mean, I don't know any. I mean, specific law in Alabama, but that'd be hard to get overturned to not disqualify this guy by giving him I, notice that's what I would five think minutes too, before. But then I was like. The judge can do that, but I agree. I was like, that's weird. <clears throat> Any lawyers or listeners out there, maybe you can clarify this for us. <laughs> yeah, because that's not a notice for someone with this specific knowledge. Mm -hmm. You would need to be able to come up with something, but I agree. Uh, agreed. As Vinny said, to contradict the veracity of his statements. <laughs> well, and then I have to wonder that even if, um, of course, by going through that, that Vinny would have. Well, no, he wouldn't have had another day to contradict all of that, would he? Because I think I mean, after that, all they had was just own, lunch, right? Because that was the final day of the court, stuff, um, yeah. right? So, yeah, never mind. I was thinking, like, well, judge would have to give him at least another day or something. But never mind, because that was the final day of court, I think, for them. So now we're getting to see this with this expert witness in action. He shows him the picture of the tires on the defendant cars with the tire marks in the parking lot. And he's like, yep, they're a match. And he's like, what'd you use? He said, well, we analyzed the rubber from marks on the road and the tires. We used the HP 5710 A dual column gas chromatography or something like that. Yeah. With flame analyzation detectors. And the rubber was the same marks from the from that from the road and the tire. Identical marks. Right, Chad? And that's where <laughs> he says it. 
Ah. <laughs> he is very animated, which I think would work to sway those jurors, though. I really do. Oh, he also yeah. does that part, too. But, you know, that's, like, again, that's like, that you know, part, too. Again, the, that's a uh, real-life conversation that we're seeing. Well, the, the other thing, too, oh, that's right. speaking of him being really animated, was, like, when they were talking about the, the tire and stuff, he's like, yeah, they're same model, same tire. He's like, same model. That's right. Same tire. <laughs> <laughs> and what oh. else did you find? Yeah, he did the jazz hands in front <laughs> yeah. of the jury yeah. at that point, so... <laughs> He pulled out some Liza Minnelli there. Oh, the judge judge grants a one hour recess, and of course he asked Vinny to in his chambers, and he's like, "Vinny, you're you're a, you're a dead man." He's like, "I asked New York about Jerry Gallo, and of course Vinny quick on his feet. He's like, Jerry Gallo is dead. Gallo. I know Jerry, Jerry Gallo. Gallo. He's dead. I said Jerry Callo with a C, not a G." Of course, Judge Holler's like, "Oh shit, I done messed up." You know, he's getting uncomfortable. Either that, or at that point, he's like. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Yeah. He's like, I am going to find out for sure. Yeah. And, that's and he, he does goes to try to call the clerk. The clerk's the at lunch, I guess, because yeah. yeah, he says they'll call me back after three, which means you better win this case in the next ninety minutes. I was like, damn. First, actually, when I first saw, I thought he said nine minutes. I was like, win the case in nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But no. Everything like God, like. 90 minutes is an awful long lunch break. What? Where do I put my resume in for that job? But you know what? That's also probably the time he... Well, it was. The only time he had in order to try to contradict the automotive guy. Well, Chad, I can tell you this. As someone who's had to go to these court things, those judges will sometimes take two hours for lunch. Really? Yeah. They'll, they'll give a one-hour recess, but they won't be back for two or three hours. So, Well, I want that job. Yeah, they... <laughs> They, You'll be waiting all day, basically, though. He wants the judge's job. Oh, you want the yeah. judge's job? Oh, that, that's like, uh, I think today's now. a four-hour lunch break. Yeah, we'll start this case back in the morning. I'm done exactly. Today. I'm tired today. <laughs> uh, recess no. in 24 hours, or recess for 24 hours. <laughs> we get we get Vinny in that. Di- I guess it's the same diner they had breakfast in. I'm not sure, but it made me wonder when he said lunch. What was the lunch? I don't know. I mm. wouldn't pay attention <laughs> since they only have certain things. Yeah, but he's looking over the case, and here comes Lisa. She wants to show him all these pictures. Can I help? Yeah, she wants to help. Yeah. And she's oh my god, the poor girl just offering the and the way he react. Oh, he was such an asshole in this scene. She, yeah, because she showed she he actually she has a picture of the tire marks. He's like, oh, look at how far away they are. Basically saying she took a bad picture, but yeah, we see no. But then he's like, oh, wait a minute, and slacks the taste. Like here it is. This is the one picture of me in the hotel shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, so Lisa storms out. Vinny's back in the courtroom. He's cross-examining this auto guy, and he gets him to admit that. He's the tires he's talking about are the same are the most popular size of the most popular tire that you can find. So it's not like it'd be uncommon for two different cars, two different vehicles to have this at least same tire, which is a good argument. Yeah, (laughs) no, it is. It is. It is a decent argument. Now it's time for Vinny's to call his first witness and he's, he's looking at the pictures and it, and it clicks. So he writes something down on the notebook paper and he gives it to the sheriff and he's like, Go go trace this. I need you to go trace this. But thankfully, it now. the judge gives him at least three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> asked for a five-minute recess, and he's like, I'll give you three. <laughs> so he goes to get Lisa, and he has to call her in as a rebuttal. 
but of course she's on the phone and she's not having it. He's trying to, then he has to end up picking her up and dragging her into the courtroom. Yeah. 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 He does. Pick oh her man. Drag her into the courtroom. And I like when does- he like, he, when he's kind of getting frustrated because of the time running out and he like yeah he's like give me a phone, give yeah. me a phone. You know, he, he has like a you know a home alone moment there you know, the way that he kind of screams out yeah. <laughs> but of course he calls her as an auto automotive expert as a rebuttal and of course trotter's like well hold on we got to make sure she's qualified to yep. be an automotive expert and he's like Which what do you like- do who is he to be asking for yeah, like no, a last right. minute thing when he brings in this last minute automotive expert like you know but it was pretty funny because she's like he's like so what makes you uh like how do you know about cars she's like well my father was a mechanic my brothers were mechanics my uncles were mechanics you know because i got i got the i got the whole list yeah i got the whole list but <laughs> first she, he's, he's like, like what, what do you what do, do, you do? do? <laughs> yeah oh I'm, you're getting ready to say it too yeah right? <laughs> I, i'm an out of work hairdresser you do it chris you can do the accent i can't uh, get the accent he's like so what do you do i'm an out of work hairdresser <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and how does this make you qualify? Like, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> she's ready to leave. to leave. She was. <laughs> but no, it's her father was a mechanic. His father uh, was a mechanic. My father my was mother's, a mechanic. My, my mother's was father a was a mechanic. <laughs> my three brothers are mechanics. Four uncles on my father's side are mechanics. And Charles like, yeah, but have you ever worked as a mechanic? She's like, of course. What have, what have you done? Tune-ups, oil changes, brake reclining, engine rebuild, rebuilt some trannies, rear ends, but nothing to do with the tire marks, as she says. But Vinny says, it's not about, she's not an expert in tires. I want her to be an expert in general automotive knowledge, which I think she's right. proved. Yeah. Well, especially then, <clears throat> he was like, but if Mr. Trotter wants to, you know, further ask her questions, basically, mm-hmm. to see if she's really he's like he's more than willing to i like how he's just kind of he he knows that that's his play i think that's his strategy is to get him to do that right and then trotter tries to stomp leaves i can't remember exactly how he worried it but he tried to word like oh yeah that question yeah was, something about like a different size engine with the a car from a certain year yeah and but he was, was saying like, there's like no the 1950s like, well, the ignition and, time yeah. on it and there was no way she could answer the question and they was going back and forth and she's like i can't answer the question and the judge is finally like why can you not answer the question because it's a trick question and, and she tells him like, exactly like that yep. model wasn't put on this car and that year didn't come until yeah. this year like she knew the exact specifics of how to rebut it but she, she said wasn't. but if it was <laughs> it would be like four degrees before tap yeah. dead center or something which i have all that went she over just, my head. I was like, Ugh. she just like knew it. Like, but if blah blah blah, and I was like, damn. And I like what he's saying. He's like, she's qualified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this is where Vinny takes that picture that he that she took, and he shows that to her, and he's like, Miss Vito, can you? Yeah, I forget. He always calls her Miss Vito during this part. Yeah. Yeah. Can you confirm that these are the same tire marks were made by the two six nineteen sixty four Buick Skylark? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. The one tire mark was made by a 1963 Pontiac Tempest because of, like you said, the one spinning, the one not, how they yeah. set. I like where he's like, does the defense? Yeah, no, it's, like, it's defense... been argued by the defense that there were two yeah. sets of guys in two separate cars. But does the defense that... hold water? <laughs> and two identical cars. That Like, does the defense's case hold water? No, the defense is wrong. He's like, are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> 
Yeah, because she also she so gives sure. a, she gives a, I'm not enough of a car guy to get all this, but she gives a speech about the positive traction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the which Tempest I versus... think is that visual where the tire was spinning versus the okay. other tire. I think that's the visual of maybe the positive traction yeah. that she's talking about. In the so, case their car didn't have positive traction yeah. because it didn't power both wheels. There was one wheel that would turn, the other one just stayed stationary. Yeah, because she but even the kinda... car that made the marks had positive traction and on top of that it had an individual suspension in yeah. the rear tires they can only make the to, for the tires to stay flat. they had the equal lines the flat equal lines whereas and the other the one width, perfect width and the perfect width of the yeah. tire marks it kind of goes by a little fast but right you kind of pick up a little bit of the mm-hmm. details and also she does go back and mention about the anyone in alabama knows when you got the tire <laughs> one tire spinning and then well you know because she brought up the mud and the tire mud and tires yeah, so she's talking the positive traction thing. Right. she was yeah. explaining the positive traction yeah so but yeah she also like you said she brought the good point about the equal tire marks and the suspension the suspension of it yeah and we find out from her both cars were made by gm and they were both available in this metallic mint green color so they could easily have been confused for one another <laughs> yeah she said there was like only two other cars that had positive traction on one was the Corvette, which she's like, could never, ever be mistaken. Be confused <laughs> with a scar. She's like, but the other one had the same height, width, weight, colors, <laughs> you know, tires, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, and that was the 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Yep. And I like how <laughs> she just flips the, the picture down too after that. And then, of course, Trotter's talking to Wilbur, the automotive expert over there about whether or not he should try to question this. And he's like, nope. And they call Wilbur back onto the stand and he confirms what lisa said could act it was absolutely fact there's no way to dispute that and then of course here comes sheriff coming back in so vinny he was a trace a number for vinny he was, he was tracing well, something for vinny tracing the tracing car because i think vinny vinny knew what kind of car i think it finally clicked with him mm-hmm. yep because i get the feeling that vinny was also like a mechanic a grease monkey well he too. said he worked with his i think with lisa's father yeah, and At so I think what point. he needed was he needed a, a separate witness yeah. to verify what he was thinking. So I think what he did on that piece of paper was wrote down like 63 Pontiac Tempest. And that's what the sheriff went and looked up because the sheriff said, on a hunch, I went and looked up for anything recently on a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. So that to me tells me that Vinny knew yeah. exactly what Lisa was going to say and so he just right. needed to sort yeah. of have those dom- well, that's what that saying, domino like, effect. I as guess. soon as he got her on the stand, the way that he talked was kind of facetious, I guess you say. And I think that was his strategy because it was like, oh, but she's more than qualified. You know, like he just right. he was wanting to get them to say it in a way. So and test her out. So I do think that was. Yeah, I agree. I think he just he knew exactly what it was, but he needed to get them just yep. say it. he couldn't explain all of it and he get, calls the sheriff to the stand and we find out that two boys were recently arrested for stealing a 1963 pontiac tempest metallic mint green and they found the gun in the glove compartment in the car so which was there's your murder 57 weapon. magnum is that right mm-hmm. 57 magnum three yeah, 357 magnum. Magnum. yeah. yeah that's and good. of course the bullet that killed the clerk was a 357 magnum right but of course they trotter He's like, shit, we've lost. He decides to dismiss yep. the charges. They all celebrate. 
Judge is sitting there trying to get an order. That's not happening. Stan apologizes to Vinny, and you can see Vinny's trying to get out of there because he does not want this judge I catching him at this point. I love how he's like he's sitting there going, "Go get the car." I only got you know three minutes to get out of town, and I, every time he's like stepping closer. But the to funniest the car, thing was like when he's oh, talking man. to Stan, he's like, "Oh, you're welcome. Let's do it again sometime." And Stan's <laughs> yeah. like, "Wait, what? <laughs> I don't want to do this shit again." Yeah, really. <laughs> every and I like how again he was making like each step and each step he was making towards the car someone would so get first it was stan that stopped him and then it was uh, the bill, bill i think yeah bill. stopped him and then it was trotter I and think. then it was trotter and then finally he's getting away like the judge, the judge. catches yep. up with him. i like how he's sitting yeah because <sighs> <laughs> i think trotter actually invites him down to be a lawyer with him down in alabama he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no the judge said he finally got the papers back from the court and he's like Win some, you lose some. You were one hell of a trial lawyer. So apparently, this Jerry Callow has a hell of a record, <laughs> right? In and the, of course, we found out some more information about how that happened. Yes, Lisa tells her that she made a call and she made Jerry Callow look like a hell of a lawyer. And I don't, I don't know. Did you? Were there any she, more details? I can't remember. Yeah, she called. She's like, I had a hook up to get that happen. And she, he's like, What friends do you have that are lawyers? And she's like. You know your ment, and basically it was his mentor, his teacher okay. that he talked about earlier right. in the film, and so she called him, and he made Jerry Callow look like a <laughs> hell of a lawyer. Yes, and of course Vinny's still a tad bit disappointed that he needed her. He's help like, to I win want to do this, this on my own. She's like, oh, <laughs> <"Aww." laughs> yeah. She she did that thing again. She's like, well, and then I like to. She's like, maybe there's more things we can do together like this, basically, because it sounds like she had a good time. Yeah. yeah, and then they they're going down the road, driving away, arguing about whether or not they're going to get married or when they're going to get married. I'm going to get married in a church, and that's my cousin Vinny. Woo. Although Chris, I don't it know was... if you saw this. Did you see the uh, note about the potential sequel they were going to have? Yeah, uh, two thousand around two thousand twelve or two thousand eleven. I think they were talking about it, right? I didn't look. At, at least the that's what year. I saw. Okay. Um, because I think Marissa Tomei actually got attached to it at first, but then she ended up dropping out, and then it just didn't go anywhere from there at that right. point. Because they were going to have Vinny as a practicing attorney over in Britain. Oh, but yeah, that's right. Once Marissa right. Tomei dropped, she out, dropped out, they, they didn't have a story that made without Vinny. Her. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they like, decided they, they couldn't come up with a story that made sense without her, because she's too agreed. pivotal. I was, that's what I was going to say. Is like it would not make sense. Well, also, I'm curious. I mean, Joe Pesci's retired, right? He's been retired for a while. Well, he did the Irishman. I know that was one of the yeah. recent ones he did. Yeah, that was only a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. I feel like. But I do. I, I feel like you're the big right. news I think on he's that kind was of that semi-retired. He, was that Martin Scorsese with like drew him out of retirement yeah. in order to do that? Because I know he's only in his early seventies now. I think he's like seventy-two these days. But. Yeah. <sighs> And then like Marissa Tomei, I think is no, no, because he 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 was forty nine. Oh, he was forty nine. So he'd be seventy nine because it's celebrating thirty years. So he's pushing eighty. Yeah, you're right. He'll either be seventy, probably be seventy nine this year, unless his birthday passed. But because I looked up his age and for the movie, and it was forty nine. That was thirty years ago now. So that's crazy. Think. All right, so now let's get into what. Oh, I think they also made. By the way. I think they also wrote novels that continued the story, though. Oh, oh yeah, Lord, I was researching I those. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, okay. like a couple, not even one as recent as 2020. I yeah. Think. Wow. 
Okay. There's three novels because there's a novelization of My Cousin Vinny mm. and there's Back to Brooklyn and then there's a third one. Now it makes me interested to actually check to those, those books out. Yeah, yeah. see what Because I know like in the books they said that Marissa Tom- or that um, Lisa becomes like his investigator. That makes sense. I could see her doing that. Actually, yeah. I could see even uh, My Cousin Vinny TV series if they wanted to do something like that. <laughs> you know? Even though it would be really different without the actor you know the, that's the you know, thing the i don't I, I don't know if i want to see it without these two <laughs> i know i know it would be really hard yeah but for now let's go to what our listeners thought of my cousin Vinny. Mail, motherfucker. first we have shoot the flick just saying one of my favorite movies ever big big nick says the scene with the owl still makes me laugh well i hope you learned something about that owl scene being that that was the real reaction the owl gave and they were able to get it so (laughs) it's so funny because that owl just like kind of had that slight jump and looked behind him and then he (laughs) and then when Vinny goes back in that owl just turns around to the camera and and then the game for a movie podcast says one of the most quotable comedies of all time and they use the gif of when Vinny gets done with the witness, I got no more uses for this guy. That's Chad's favorite line. <laughs> Cause that's what he says to people in real life. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Jeff Hunt says a surprisingly great courtroom drama surrounded by her, a hilarious movie. Great acting performances all around. Yes. hundred percent. I have to agree. I have to agree with that. Pop cannon says absolute classics. One of the reasons I named my son Vincent was so all of my cousins could say they have a cousin Vinny. That's <laughs> awesome. That is so awesome. And Vincent is a strong name anyway. Yeah. So I, I like And that. I think that's why he put one of the reasons why, not just the only yeah. reason why. So it makes sense. It's he, a great name. Good choice. He continues on. Marissa Tomei is spectacular. Pesci is funny. Love the rest of the cast too. Yes. Um, my buddy Vern over on the Cinema Recalls podcast says i enjoyed it very much the first time i saw it on vhs it's a great comedy but it wasn't something i needed to rewatch or analyze Vern, i'm gonna challenge you to go ahead and give this one a rewatch but i think you'll find there is a lot to look at especially as we talked about yeah. all the clues leading up to that end scene and her it's big so, end speech it's so detailed you pay attention to the dialogue I think maybe a little bit more in particular, and then you see the action performed and it gives you all those hints and information you need. And that's some of the things, like all the rewatches I made over the years, but I feel like I've kind of learned something new over the years every time I watched it. So I agree. Mm -hmm. Definitely give it a check out, Vern. Yeah, I think you need to give that one a review. That's definitely worth it. Buddy Jesse over on the Recasted podcast says... One of my all-time favorite films. I watch it with my mom at least twice a year just for laughs. I can understand that. for the whole family. Yeah. And then, oh, this must be Wayne, also on the Recast the Podcast, as a brilliant reminder of how versatile and underrated Pesci is. I can see that a little bit because he's always sort of been the character actor. And, but he, this was his first leading role from my understand, like where he was the main guy. So, and he did a fan freaking tastic job. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of character actors, I think, get underrated. And I could see that. Right. The Colt Worthy podcast. Oh, I don't see him again. They said, I'll hit you up after work. I got a few things to say, but they, I don't think they got back. We'll see if they're somewhere else in here, but I think they forgot to get back to us. 
Will of Horror podcast says, man, what a classic. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though it's my first time, I have to agree. Kiram. Oh, my God. I'm going to butcher this name. Kiram Maliki <laughs> Sanchez says, I will never stop crushing on Marissa Tomei. And you know what? I can understand that. That woman, she even today cute. as Aunt May, she's is beautiful. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even still today as Aunt May in the Spider-Man movie, she's not like any Aunt May we've ever seen. That's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. And she's like late 50s now. So Yeah. But she's she's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Julene from the It Goes Down in the PM podcast says, this movie was so funny. I have so many favorite scenes from the movie. My buddy Peter Pekowski says, fantastic comedy. Pesci is great, but Tomei's work here is what I consider the definitive comedic supporting performance. She elevates Agreed. the material. She reminds me of Judy Holiday or Marilyn Monroe, just sharp and funny. Oh, that's really good. That's a good compliment i like that because you know like i was looking here on who she was against in the oscars and okay that year and so she was up against like judy davis from husbands and wives joan plowright from enchanted april vanessa redgrave from howard's end and miranda richardson from damage and she was up against heavy veteran actresses in this category and i think no one expected her to win in this category oh i think this but is one of the ones one of the ended movies up, that a lot of people still say they got wrong and they don't agree with her winning but i don't know i think she did great so i haven't no, seen those she, other movies yeah. so she was fantastic in this like she gave a hell of a performance in this one you know and obviously the the members of the academy thought so too exactly I don't think sometimes you can look back at some of the Oscars and say, yeah, they got it wrong. I don't think this is one of those. I, I think she deserved it. Now, I didn't see the other movie, so I guess. Right. I That's not to say the other actresses didn't do a great job, but this just happened to be that one year where her performance just kind of inched out everybody. And apparently a lot of the actors thought so, too. My buddy Carlo over on the movie loot says, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen my cousin Vinny, at least not the whole thing. Sorry. Hey, no need to oh. apologize, Carlo. Check it out. This is yes. this, this is your motivation. Go get it checked out. You'll enjoy it. I promise. Uh, my buddy Nick from the Film Shake podcast says, oh, this is great. Chris, I don't know if you saw this. I know some of these you've looked at, but he says, my ninth grade civics teacher showed us the unedited cut of this movie in class. We all laughed our asses off. The following year, he was no longer a ninth grade civics oh, teacher. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Well, you know what? You you guys were lucky in your in your school because you got to see a really good pivotal movie, and it's a movie that's used in education, especially for those in law school. So it wasn't a bad thing that the teacher showed you. All right. So Jen Jen S says, "What a great choice! Such a classic, warm and funny, and surprisingly technically accurate from a legal procedure point of view. One of the best courtroom movies ever made, and the Agreed. supporting cast priceless." Austin Pendleton alone was worth the price of admission. Of course, we mentioned he was John Gibbons, yep. the stuttering attorney. In which Peter responded to her, did you see the short documentary on Austin Pendleton? It's only half an hour, but so cool. I kind of need to check that out because she asked no, and he gave her the link and everything. So it's definitely, uh, I think it's worth checking out. I like, like I said, Austin Pendleton's one of those guys, you'll, you'll recognize him when you see him, even if you yep. can't you remember exactly kind of where you've seen him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed from the Film Effect podcast says this film was huge 30 years ago. I remember the movie's hype so naturally. I saw so naturally I saw it early on. 
Pessy's hilarious and so memorable. But what makes this film so good is its super smart screenplay from Dale Lawner. It's a shame he followed this up with Love Potion Number Nine, and then he just vanished. <laughs> in which Jeff Hunt responded, "Whoa, it's crazy to think the same screenwriter did uh, Love Potion Number Nine." Uh, uh, Jeff Hunt says, "Whoa, Love Potion Number Nine was wild. Sandy Bullock springboard." Which, of course, I had to respond because <laughs> that was the first movie I ever saw. It with was Sandy Bullock in was same, Love Potion I Number think Nine. So too. Yeah. And then Jeff continued on. Then she would light Demolition Man on fire, which I remember I, seeing that in theaters. Demolition, Demolition Man? Man? Yeah. Damn. Lucky. I didn't get to see it in theaters. Yep. I definitely remember that one. And, you know, and I think a lot of people will say Speed was like her big breakout, perhaps. That was her big, big breakout. I remember like, seeing that one, I think, really on VHS, not in theaters. Yeah. I don't think I saw I don't know if I saw it on VHS or HBO. I didn't see it. I didn't see either one of those in theaters. Demolition Man, like don't get me wrong, she's she's good, she's great, but Demolition Man for me is all about Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix. Steals the show, steals <laughs> that movie. From, yeah, I agree. All right, and that is the end of the comments. If you want to hear your comments, Red, when I post about the movie, just make sure to get them down, and we'll read them on the show. And thank you guys for sharing your comments, by the way. And we're, oh yeah, we love it. We love this. Reading was them. just we love so exciting. Yeah, it was exciting to see how enthusiastic i think people were about this particular poll and then with this movie as well i think a lot of people were looking forward to it well and chris i'm glad you said that because that leads us to our next part now it's time to get to business and before we Uh list we're going to talk about we're going to be trying up a little bit of a format change starting next month we're going to try doing the audio commentary style so we'll just hit play on the movie we'll sync it up do a three two one play and we'll just kind of give our thoughts i'll probably still look up facts i'm sure Chris, I know, normally likes to look up stuff. Chad does as well mm-hmm. sometimes. So we'll look up the stuff. So we'll be ready to talk about it, bring it up. We'll talk about when we saw the movie. We'll talk about the. We'll talk about all the same stuff we do. We'll just do it as the movie is running. That way, if you guys want to, you can just sit at home, hit play on the movie, mute the movie, and let us be an alternate commentary for you. But we are keeping with the poll. We like having the people involved. And Chris, since you won this poll with my cousin Vinny, you get to go first on picking your movie for next month's poll. Uh, well, this one was tough <laughs> because you know me, I'm a little competitive with this thing because I'm really oh, we excited. all remember so got, you booing so me far. I got two, one, I got two wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I was pushing. Um, so I wrote down a lot of movie titles, trying to guess and try to strategize here, but. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go with this one, see what happens. And I think I'm going to go with single white female. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Chad had seen the list, so he knew at least somewhat of what no, was I coming. Didn't, I, I didn't remember seeing that one on there. Oh, okay. Chad, it is there. I do have it written, but. Oh, yeah, I believe I like, you. I'm single white yeah, female. I was like, okay. you know what? I'll, I'll go with this one. Um, I'm going to go with the ladybugs or ladybugs. <laughs> <laughs> starring rodney dangerfield and the child actor jonathan brandis the late jonathan brandis ah wish he was still around so good all right i'm going for one which now i'm thinking i'm not gonna be either one of y'all's choices but i want to go for something that i definitely think will be interesting to talk about i think the more i watch it the more it's becoming my favorite entry from this director and i'm going with rob zombies the lords of salem that oh, is, that's a good that's a good, good choice, choice out of his film and honestly i haven't really watched that movie much so it'd be nice to 
Okay. You know, go back and revisit that one. Oh, I mean, and obviously if it does win, I'll tell about the first time I saw it because I saw it in theaters, how it just yeah. stuck with me for days on end after the movie was over. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Wow. There you go. So there's her choices. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, as usual, we, we, as horror, usual, we have a diverse and list. Horror, and a thriller, comedy. and a comedy. <laughs> oh, man. Single white female, ladybugs, and the lords of Salem. Make your Which choice. Which one are you guys voting for? Are you team lords of Salem? <laughs> are you team single white female? Or are you team ladybugs? And hashtag that. And also vote when that poll goes up. And look, well, hashtag chomp those beavers. (laughs) (laughs) And Chad, if Ladybugs wins, we will have to talk about good old Lindsey Graham and his Ladybugs during the episode. Oh, God, no, no. (laughs) All right, I think that's gonna wrap us up for this month, guys. Oh, we got our ratings, guys. Oh, you're right. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Goodness gracious, I forgot to do the yes. Let's rate my cousin Vinny. That is on me. So, Josh, you go first, man. Uh, first time, I think I'm going with four out of five automotive experts on this one. <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought for sure this one would probably be a five. Out of, well, uh, for me, I, it's five out of five. So Okay. And maybe there. if I yeah. watch it more, it's hard for me to give a five star on my very first watch. So I just, that, that's hard to do. Yeah, maybe this one's definitely a five out of five. Yeah, it's just, it's so smart. And if you pay attention to the dialogue, yep. And just uh, and also what they do, the details are there, and everything adds up, and it's easy to hear to hear it, and it's easy to spot it as well. So everything comes to a great conclusion. You got, you're going to keep laughing. It will. It's not your typical court case procedural movie by any means, but it'll keep you engaged. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah I can't argue with that. Like I said, I think it's just once I watch this a couple more times. It'll yeah. climb. It's hard for me to give a five on the first viewing, especially a first viewing where I'm also taking notes. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you got to see this one too, Josh, for their first mm-hmm. time seeing this movie. It sounds like it was one that you just absolutely enjoyed. Oh, it, as well. was, it was a blast. This was a blast to do as much as I didn't see it beating up the rest of me and Chad's choices the way it did. It was still a blast. to come <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Well, at least it was one you end up liking. That that's the oh, good yeah. thing there. Yeah. yeah. You're right, because I won with Swamp Thing last month, and it's one that I don't think any of us really truly liked. It was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. I think we just <laughs> yeah, it was just good. Not bad. <laughs> not t- no, no, no. We've definitely seen worse, but yeah, not yeah. not the best thing we've seen either. So this was a bounce back. And that's part of what I'm having fun doing is seeing these movies for the first time, although these next three choices I have at least seen once of all of them. So yeah, we're good there. And so in that case, guys, Chad, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, letterboxd, green screen, grin. Nice. And then you guys can find branding, me on- darling branding. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it figured out. Hashtag chop those beavers. <laughs> And then for me, you can find me on Twitter at CBC Monkey. And on Instagram, you can find me at Xtofer of Oz. Uh, yeah. And then just follow those guys on Letterboxd and you can find me there too. Yeah, yeah. You can never remember yeah. your damn. Chat, it's called handle. branding. <laughs> Letterboxd. You're like, it's 
Just follow somebody. You'll yeah. find me. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YNFMoviePod. Easiest thing to do is go to linktr.ee slash YNFMoviePod. It'll have the Twitter, Instagram, podcast platforms, YouTube channel, Letterboxd, you know, everything you need. Because I think on Letterboxd, I'm technically just Josh G because I had created it before I did this. So that probably isn't the easiest thing to find. So the easiest way is to use that link tree. Brooke will be on next week and we'll be talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So until then, you guys take care and I will talk to you next time. Thank <laughs> you.